going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. New, 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 new. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, the being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And, and you, you, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what up. New, 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 new world order. All right, we back in here. Thanks for checking in on your boy, man. We back in here for Thursday. What a wonderful week it has been for everybody. I'm glad everybody had a great week. If you're down on your luck, you came to the right show. If you're happy, if you're happy and you know it, say you came to the right show. I'm not happy. All right. You in here with the Bruce Wayne this ish, the king of content and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious CGA. Also go by Coach Alini and Coach Dramas, the prognosticator in the building. Appreciate y'all in here. And this is the best edutainment program here on YouTube. All right. Enough of that said. We're going to talk about bag lady. You going to hurt your bag. Dragging all them bags like that. All right. We talking about them bag ladies. Yeah. All right. Uh, where is he right here? You know what? We're going to play this little bit of clip so you can know what we talking about. Uh, Erica Badu warned you bag ladies out here. Remember when she warned y'all? She was like, she did that walk down the street. She was like, pack lot. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. bag lady, you gonna miss your bus. You can't hurry up because you got so much stuff. All right, that's what we're gonna talk about, man. And why you monkey simps be out there carrying these bag ladies? These bag ladies, they got so much baggage and damage, it's out of control. We also got some great subject matter, by the way. Your discretion is advised. You are choosing to watch this content. Yes, you were warned. <laughs> right, you were warned in the building it's not like i didn't warn you of what's going on here so let me put up the proper banner so you guys can see what we talking about in here we got a wit we got a story about women are fighting to objectify themselves despite the fact that they call all of us in generation x objectifiers now they out here in the streets it's absolutely reprehensible um we're gonna talk about um women uh, there's, there's a group of women saying they their grades dropped during covid and the quarantine and the pandemic because Teachers, the professors in college, the professors in the junior college could not see the girls in class and how pretty they were and their class grades dropped. <laughs> Send asteroid number two, please. All right. Order it up, please. Society. Societies, the, the societies that thrive know how to put women in their proper context. This is. <laughs> we 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 done man we 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 new 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 world order dude like where do we go back from it doom and gloom cga all right i'm gonna i'm gonna do doom and gloom cga and i'm gonna put a clip up of uh darth vader walking down the hall doom it bruh we gone man <laughs> we go all right what else do we have here we have a spoiled daughter mulatto looking daughter by the way she's at her dad's funeral roasting him Jesus, we, we got that clip coming up. We got um white women trying to play God and losing. All right. Another episode of white women trying to play God and taking an L. All right. Like hey, ladies, if you, you know, because you know, everybody's love to talk about black women. All right. And I'm an equal opportunist real reality checker here. White women, feminism is not for y'all. I mean, I listen. Stop believing in that shit, you know. And that's you. Your your time clock is t -t 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 
ticking. As soon as you turn 18, you better push in chips within five years. It's over. For, I mean, dude, it'd be over for y'all in a jiffy. We're <laughs> in a jiffy. So we're going to give you another episode. We gave you White Women Playing God by Jennifer Aniston. Today, White Women Playing God by Rebel Wilson. All right. <laughs> they can't play God. Y'all got a t- limited time clock. It's like right in here. This y'all window. But y'all can win. Y'all can win. You can win as long as you keep your head to the sky. You can win. You can win, baby. Shout out to, and we're going to talk about uh, the bad ladies. We're definitely going to talk about the bad ladies. We got a great, a lot of great stuff. There it is right there to d- contribute to this today's show. Today's show. Dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. PayPal, paypal.me backslash coach Greg Adams. It is pinned to the link in the top of the chat. And also, also Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. And to contribute via Super Chat, you got to go over to where? The Notorious CGA channel. All right, um, and we got some earlier contributors to today's show. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna acknowledge those. But uh, uh, but 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 first, I know. Did y'all see this on the internet? I was scrolling my Instagram having breakfast this morning, and this popped up on my feed. This popped on my feed. Oh shit! Jake Paul versus Top G. Oh Lord, have mercy! Hey man, don't tell me. Wherever this fight is, I'm I'm front row. Jake Paul versus Top G Andrew Tate. I'm with it. I'm with it, bro. <laughs> Shine me the hell up. Sign me up, hey, bro. Wherever this fight is, Top G, send me a ticket. I want. I'll pay the ticket. I'll pay the ticket. Yo, yo. This is a this right here. I, I think this is Jake Paul's biggest fight. Because he's got the king of the internet himself. The biggest king of the internet in 2022. The most relevant person, content creator in 2022. I mean, he's he's the both. I mean, people want to hate. You can hate all you want when I'm telling you right now. He is the top content creator in 2022. He won 2022. I want to see that. It's going to be in doo-doo Dubai. It's going to be doo-doo Dubai. All right. God dang it. All right. I'm going to have to go poop on some girls when I get there, though. I'm showing up, man. I'm showing up. I'm doing content. I'm doing streams from doo doo Dubai. But shiggity, I want to see that. I don't care if it's wrestling. You know, it's pseudo wrestling. I don't care if it's pseudo wrestling. I listen, listen. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Andrew Tate, you know, listen, he, he might have to take that dive. You're not going to knock Jake Paul out. He's the biggest thing in boxing. We were just talking about that. Uh, but um, let me see something. <laughs> I, I'm going to show you something here. Let me see if I can find something right quick. Oh, look, I got the wrong one. Let me see if I can get it up real quick. Oh, shit, I can't pop it up. But I know, listen, uh, Andrew Tate, people are going to say he don't need the money. He, gonna, he ain't going to take the dive. He's going to try to knock him out. It's probably, listen, Jake Paul is going to give him a bag. And for sure, if, if I signed up for this fight, I'm, I'm taking the bag. I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to show you up. This is, look, I'm going to show y'all what I'm going to look like when, um, when I get in the ring with Jake Paul. If they ever sign me up for this fight, this is what I'm going to look like right here. This is what I'm going to look like. Yeah. This is going to be my be right here, bro. I'm going to be Glass Joe right here. I'm going to be like, how much How much you paying me, bro? $20 million. I don't care, man. I'm going to take that dive. Yep. This is going to be me. <laughs> 
I'm gonna be glass Joe. Watch how I get knocked out. How much is the bag? The bag 20 million? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We going down, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Hold on for a second. Uh, how much? 30 million? Wait, hold on for a second, bro. <laughs> Let me get that stuff. 30 million? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm taking that shit. Oh, I'm getting back up. Oh, wait, wait. You got another bag for me, son? Sean, you got another bag? Oh, hell. Oh, yeah. Hey, how good you want to look here, Jake Paul? How, how good you want to look? That's me right here. Yeah, down. 40 million. <laughs> Indeed, man. Shout out to them. They gonna, you know they going to copyright me for that. You know, they gonna copy. I'm taking the bag, brother. Hold up for a second. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> hey, man, if you want Top G to win, I don't know, bro. I think he going to take that dive. I think he's taking the dive, but I'm not predicting anything. Hey, listen, if he takes the dive, more power to you, Top G. If you try to knock his head off, more power to you, Big G or Top G. I I'm with you, though, man. Hey, that's a fantastic announcement. I'm, I'm with it, man. I'm with it. And by the way, for the this guy's coming from the Manosphere. This is kind of some mainstream shit. Everybody wanted to know what the Manosphere will look like mainstream. Well, here it is. The guy, this is a direct descendant off of the family tree of the Manosphere of the Red Pill. And listen, uh, if somebody want to pay me $40, I'm going out like Nate Robinson. All right. I'm going out like Nate freaking Robinson out outro. <laughs> if the bag, if the bag is heavy enough, my ass ain't trying to do shit in there. I'm going to throw a couple of punches and be gone. All right, man. I'm going to tell you, man, what a, what a fantastic show. Let's get to the earlier contributions to today's show. What do we got over here? Shout out. Congratulations to Andrew Tate, by the way, man. I hope nobody in the space hates on him. Does he lose his audience if he loses? I don't think he cares, man. How much is the bag? <laughs> Andrew Tate's like, wait, Andrew Tate's like, I got money. How much is the bag? All right, shout out to Daniel McGee at my six-figure maintenance tech job, eating lunch, getting ready to start sniggling. All right, shout out to you, Coach. Leverage options money and my 2019 vet. My man making the money. He got the six sixes, the four sixes, the whatever it is, and he had his job, his job sniggling. All right, I love it. Cheap Drum Hack says, checking in, coach. I've been focusing on my career. So I could focus on my career. Indeed, shout out to Teddy KGB. My, he says, money on my mind. G's up, three or foes down. All right, shout out to you. Henry Resilient, my ex-wife, is taking the CGA route. He says, I got discovery today. She submitted no bank statements, credit cards, or 401k statements, but she still wants me to cash out. There you go. We talked about this, and I dropped some real bombs yesterday and a lot of people are going to miss it i gave out so much information y'all gonna miss it and if you call me a grifter ever again with the information i put out i gave y'all one hundred thousand dollars worth of game in last night's episode um I, I i fumbled i fumbled a major bag right major bag alert major bag alert man i fumbled a major bag i could have sold that all right the game is to be sold not told i told it i told it so if you ever call me, I, I gave y'all $100,000 worth of game. I will never recoup. I will never recoup the amount of free game that I gave out yesterday. I'll never recoup it. I could have sold it. <laughs> All right. I could have sold it. All right. So for a major bag. Yes. Everybody know. Everybody saw yesterday. That league. And I'm not a lawyer. I didn't get uh, any legal advice. This was for entertainment purposes only. KT King with the amount of women on Instagram reels twerking, chest shaking, etc. It's why I call Instagram Astagram. Astagram. Yeah, Instagram's gone, man. I feel bad for kids. 
Kids that are on Instagram, if you're a parent, the amount of exposure they're getting, and listen, we did, we had to sneak to get the sexual content that we're getting now on Instagram. Your children are getting sexual innuendo, um, uh, what I call simulated sex. They're seeing nudity and they're seeing a bunch of it. And once you go down the rabbit hole, um, when once you go down the ra rabbit hole of once you click and once you like, you save, your timeline is going to be filled. And I'm perhaps going to give you an example of it, of one of my accounts that I don't do anything on. The only time I get on the account is if I post, it's my dog's account. It's my Instagram dog's account. And only time I get on there is to post my dog. And then I use it for this show, right? Because I don't want to sign into my other one. But I'll show you what my suggested reels are and stories. It's, it's devastating. It's like, wow. You can't get over it. Uh, it. It's sad. Shout out to Henry Brazilian says, I may have to subpoena all of that more delays. So, yeah, you're going to have to subpoena it. and You're going to have to show that she's not cooperating. But but um, if you did a demand for productions and she produced nothing, she's in violation of the court order. She ain't going to jail or anything like that, but it just complicates things. But don't proceed further if she's not cooperating. Seth Royalty. He said, had a fling with a girl uh, this weekend, ran away because she had a suicidal daughter. That's going to get my stream 18 plus, by the way, and blamed it on the baby daddy. She seemed great before that. Bag lady, <laughs> you go hurt your bag. Wait, oh, my Lord. She who ran away, ran away because she had a deleting self-deleting daughter. Bruh, I, man, I'll tell you, man, these women get started earlier with their trauma with their trauma and many of the traumas are pushed forward by some men in their lives. We have to admit that. Um, and with that, then they come in to you by the time they're past their 25, they got too much baggage, too much bag. All right. Be, be real mahogany. <laughs> he says, listening to the RP fee fail content creators is like putting on boxers backwards. Stop it. Oh mm. my God. <laughs> They're the they're gonna be 2023. All right. Andrew Tate was 2022. Kevin Samuels was 2021. And female content creators of the red pill are 2022. <laughs> and where does it go from there? Oh, Glass Greg in the building. Shout out to the reform Ray Ray. He says, Young Bull, listen to the coach. He's the only one that's not full of cap in the building. Yes, indeed, and full of crap. We tell it like it is. We kick it to the we kick it to you real. All right, there's no games, there's no there's no uh imagery, there's no scenery, there's no faking the funk. There's no faking the funk. All right, we don't fake the funk with a nasty dunk. All right, we got our uh, no government name is in the building. He says last night's live stream was an instant classic. I was surprised you gave up so much family court wisdom for free. Indeed. Thank you, brother, for that. Yeah, man, I dropped some game, and this it doesn't have a lot of good ratings. I don't care. I'm like, look. I gave y'all some, I gave y'all years worth of headache-free family court orientation. All right. I gave it away. I gave it away. And but we're gonna have a moment of griff. We're gonna try to recoup at least 20% of it back. Uh macaroni Tony, yesterday you said paraphrasing, women can sniff out money. I say people in general. The owner of a car repair shop told me he knows that I have deep pockets because he can smell it. He says I was wearing a hoodie and Wranglers. Yeah, people know. People, people know when people are successful. People know when people are faking it to making it, to make it, fake it to make it. People know when you got a little bit of money. Absolutely. And by the way, the way people behave, you can tell 
that they're struggling. They're in that struggling middle class. They're in the anxious middle class. People who are anxious, they're, they're road raging. They're, they're yelling at people. They're pensive. Their eyebrows are furrowed all the time. They always act ah, ah, ah. black women and particularly black women mostly are either traumatized or anxious. All right. Or somewhat struggling financially. They always got some shit going on. I'm just dealing with some stuff. I'm just dealing with some stuff, you know, like some stuff in my bills. They they always going ape shit, like 80% of them, 80, 85. It's like, and so you can smell the desperation. Tom Likas used to say that scent and hint and desperation. When people are desperate, you can see it. And most of the time, desperation comes from financial uh, disrepair. So when you see people that are somewhat just cool, you got your hand in your pocket, you pull up. Where are you at? The car repair shop. Hey, man, you know, I have a little bit of a thing here. Um, I'm going to drop my car off and uh, I'm going to go to work. Just give me a call and let me know. <laughs> All right. A person who drops their car off like that, they got money. I got money. A person who drops their car off with the tow truck backing it up. He pacing. God damn. Oh, my God. Hey, man. Uh, how fast can you get this car back? Tell me what's wrong in uh. You know what I mean? Like, and don't be telling me 50, 11 things wrong with it. God damn, man. Shit. He'd be like, all right, man, we pull it on in here. We'll put it up on the lift and we'll go check you. We'll call you. Oh, no, nah, man, I'll sit in the lobby. I'll wait. I'll wait for you. You sitting in the lobby. One hour, two hour, three hour looking at magazines, watching CNN. All right. Watching football highlights. You just sitting there looking. Did they put my shit up? They looking, you looking, you looking through that glass. Damn. They like, this nigga ain't got no money. They got no money, bro. Mm. <laughs> they ain't ready. A person that dropped their car off, like, man, just call me in a couple days when you have it up there. You know why? Then they see you driving by in your second car. <laughs> I literally, that's how I have, I have, I have five or six modes of transportation. Okay. Two motorcycles, two cars, a truck. All right, I got an e-bike. If I when my when I if I have a car situation, I just put my car in the shop. I'd be like, man, I'm gonna drop this off, see what's wrong with it. I'll be back. They'd be like, dude, you got 18 things wrong with this car. 18, man. What the hell are you talking about? You're gonna need a checkup, you're gonna need your 90,000 mile service, you're gonna need a couple of more spark plugs, you're gonna need a new transmission, a paint job. You're going to need to go ahead and take out all, rip out all of that motor, rip the motor out. <laughs> That'll be like $50, $11. Yeah, man, $50, $11, we'd we be good. And by the way, we're going to import this stuff from all kind of France and Italy. We need the best of the best. <laughs> Don't take your shit to the dealership. The st I call it the dealership. It's not the dealership. It's the dealership. You take it to the dealership service, you pull up. Stealership service, they just in there. Just whatever you pay on the street is going to be double. Mm. All right. He also says, damn, Sean, you smoke, dude, who tried to come for your setup. He said, had me laughing hard. Homie over there living in a damn microwave, getting all that radiation, liver and spleen all cooked. All right. And then he says, in the anime Chainsaw Man, most recent episode, most most recent episode, sorry. Denji Denji thought his mission in life was to touch boobs. He finally touched boobs and then he realized it wasn't that important. 
CGAB knowing. Okay, same thing with men and sex. Y'all, y'all be running after sex, after after sex. I'm telling you, you're gonna get so much sex and you're gonna be like just annoyed with that shit. But <laughs> like, oh God, all right. I'll have it, but I'll just lease it. You know, I'm not trying to buy it. Oh, by the way, today's show, tonight's show, we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about um we're gonna talk about um outsourcing women's talents, meaning what women can bring to you. Many of our many of what women are running away from, not wanting to be a slave for a husband, they are now outsourced, and you can basically get and lease or get all of these services from a variety of women as opposed to housing and taking care of one woman, meaning ownership or marriage. All right, we'll talk about it from house cleaning to dog walking to uh, getting your car washed. A lot of guys are like, no, nah, don't pay for that. Get a woman to do all these things. Get one woman that can do all of these things. Well, what's the cost of that woman, what is the cost? Because we're not going to have the conversation that it's free. No, I just keep running game on this woman. We're not doing that. Or I keep piping them down. I, I keep piping them down. I keep giving them the salami, and she keeps just cleaning my house and washing my car. You know, that, that's foolish knowledge. I mean, listen, that can happen for a very short term. You can get that for a short term. We're talking about long term, a past year, past two years, past four years, past five years. Not just piping nobody, not just coming into the house like, all right, here's your reward, this Johnson. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. That ain't that ain't long-term plan. So we're going to talk about this. Yeah, laundry, cleaning services, a lot of things that women have ran away from, which is odd, a lot of women are still doing as a job. And they're going to say, well, at least we're getting paid for it. However, they're not getting paid a lot for it. They're still struggling. <laughs> so that's the problem. Not a lot of people are enriching themselves from doing this, but they've taken themselves away and outsourced it. So we're going to talk about that later. And uh, give me a couple of cash apps. Mr. King is in the building, says, thank you for everything in the building. Yes, indeed. Double A says, coach is the new art of war. CGA is the new art of war new, in here. Indeed, we are the new art of war. This is the new strategic handbook. We are the new philosophers. I know people are like, just because you have a podcast doesn't mean you're a philosopher. Hell with that. Who are the, who are the modern day philosophers? Every, every generation has philosophers. I don't care if you are saying because we're using a social media stream to present this. That doesn't mean, oh, you're not a philosopher. Philosophers write books. Okay, I've written three. <laughs> okay, now, How does that disqualify me? Okay. You can put Jordan Peterson in it. The, the people who are elevating the thought or at least asking questions or challenging status quo, they're, they're the modern day philosophers. And the people who debate these things, bringing facts. Bringing situations, W.E.B. Dubois versus Booker T. Washington. Those were the modern, those were the philosophers of that day. You can say Malcolm and Martin. You can go back and say Socrates, or you can say Plato, Confucius, all of those guys. All right. They they pitted each other against each other. And they were like, well, they're not real philosophers because they're writing books. (laughs) They use that current mode of communication to present it. Oh, these idiots are writing books. How dare they? Low lives. How dare you put pen to paper? This is a low life quality. <laughs> All right. So people say because you're on social media or you have a podcast out. You, you, no, uh, a school of thought is a school of thought. A manifesto is a manifesto. A philosophy is a philosophy. A book is a book. All right. You can't discredit me because I'm a public speaker. I've spoken at several conventions. Invited. I've done. I've been on television. I've been in reported in the news and the media. All right. Negatively, by the way. <laughs> OK, I've done debates. I've been invited to other live streams. I have my own platform. 
What are you talking about? How, how do you discredit? I'm credited. I have the tickets. I have the tickets. Uh, I have the entry pass. There's nothing that I haven't done. And I've won on many of these fronts. <laughs> I've been on big platforms. What are you talking about? All right, what do we have right here? Gunslinger says that game you dropped last night, men hold the line in the building. Yes, indeed. And Mario Bell, last one, tuition, tuition. Shout out to you. All right, tuition paid. All right, listen, let's get into this farce part of the show. Uh, let's see here. Are we going to take this off? All right, I challenged people on my Instagram and on my TikTok with this school of thought. The thought is, can women love you? I'm going to play this clip. Listen to the audio here. I think in five years, uh, the majority of women will look at the majority of men as useless. The dynamic is they're going to only use you for what you're good enough at, and then you, they can dispose of you. Women don't love you. They are incapable of love. This is how it works. They receive love. We give love. They don't return it back. They do us favors. They lie on their back like a Carl's Jr. star. They lie on their back in marital missionary and do some pity and duties. They let you push and shove for five or ten minutes. Okay. And then guess what? They're off back shopping. They off back trying to sell some peace leaf. They off back trying to have it all. You're just there to just fill a little bit of time in the void. And then before she goes to sleep, she's there talking to your and cuddling. All right, pillow talking. And then she's on to the next dude years later. The marketplace is going to be effed up. I think in five years. Okay, so my the big the big thing that people take away from that is women don't love you. Okay, so women don't love you is the big thing. Now, when I put that on my TikTok, I always post it every couple months because it enrages and triggers people. Now, here's the thing. I went on to my Instagram, Instagram as KT King, and I said, okay, because a lot some some people in the comment section, they're like, this is ridiculous. You're bitter, you're hurt. But I'm, I'm asking you to think about this. I'm asking you to think about this. Uh, men in every form and sense of how we deal with women, men are the givers. Uh, men are the givers. Women are the receivers. It's, it's, in, it's how everything works. Most of the time, gift giving. Holiday gift giving is mostly men focus on giving the women. And then the women will give to men, but it's simple shit. Right? I really didn't know what you wanted, so I got you this tie, these socks, this sweater. Okay, I think you needed this sweater. It's never a big thought, but as a matter of fact, a woman can forget your gift and you can be like, oh, well, okay. You forget a woman's gift, it's like World War III if, if you're in a relationship. Okay, so we're, we're, we're the givers, they're the receivers. When, when it comes to sex in the bedroom, men are the givers. I give you Johnson. She receives from me Johnson. She cannot give to me. She is the nail, I am the hammer. She's never in the giving position. Maybe she can give a little bit of dome, all right, but most of the time, I'm giving, and I had to give to get that. I had to give. I had to do a lot of giving in order to get to that position. Even if you're running game and you're using a, your mouthpiece, you use energy. You use attention. You use time to get that. And she received and received and received, and then she opened her legs and she received. So when I say women don't give love and women don't love, it's not their responsibility to love. And a lot of men want to be loved, but that's you're misguided. You don't want love. Because it really doesn't exist. But when I say women don't love, I then ask this question on my Instagram. Okay, if women do love, if you're arguing against me that women love men, the question is, how do women show that they love their men? How do they show it? 
when it comes to men giving to women, there's a bunch of ways. Well, love language and this and that. There's a bunch of ways. He gives me stuff. Uh, he buys me stuff. He shows me attention. He he gives me stuff. Uh, he houses me. He secures me. He pays the bills. He And most of the things that men give is tangible. You can measure it. They can say, you're not giving me enough time. You're not spending enough time. You're not So you can measure everything that a man gives a woman. As a matter of fact, if he comes up short, if he comes up short, she can say, hey, you're not doing this enough because it's short. You said you were going to give me this and you didn't give it to me. Okay. Now, when you ask, and we're going to go over this tonight, when you ask, what does a woman do to give or show that she loves her man? Most of it is shit that a normal human being would treat another human being with. It's never measurable. It's never tangible. Well, I'll be loyal and trustful and I'll show them that and I'll do that. It's never anything you can measure. It's never anything you can touch or feel. Nothing. It's nothing. And I, I want you to see this because this, this is important. We'll kind of go into it more tonight. This is a, an example of what I'm talking about. Here's a tweet from a young lady. Uh, she has a check mark, so I'm assuming she's famous. Her name is Megan James. We're going to break all of this down tonight. Let me see if I can make this larger. My ex was a great man, but a horrible boyfriend. That's how I knew I was different. This ninja never told me no, and I still left. Bills was paid in advance. Flew me first class everywhere. These are all tangibles. Tangible, tangible, tangible. Courtside seats for the season. Shopping every damn, every day damn near, and I still left. Now, the conversation is, why did she leave? He was a great man, but he was a horrible boyfriend. He wasn't giving me something else. And he gave her as much as he could possibly could. Still wasn't enough. I'm not happy. <laughs> now, we measure importance by things, giving things to women tangibly. Because the intangible things we can't measure. Oh, you wanted me, you wanted me to give you that and emotions? You wanted me to give you that and um, ungodly amounts of attention? You wanted me to do that and give you these things? Because, oddly enough... If he was successful as an emotional boyfriend and he gave just the emotions and never first class, never courtside seats, never, never any of those things, never shopping, he would come up on the end too. I'm not happy. <laughs> she was like, well, I need things and I got bills and I need this and these girls are doing that. It's a no-win situation. This is, these are examples of what we're talking about. So what, what we're going to do is we're going to have a pretty long string. Uh, uh, tonight, we're going to break both of those things down. Can women love you? How do you love them? What does she do to give you love back? How does she show that she loves a man? Ladies, I want you to think about that question. How do women show? Because people are disputing it. No, coach, women can love men. How do they show it? And then I'm going to read you the comments back. I asked women to respond to this. They commented back. You're going to hear the bullshit. Well, I'll do this and I'll be there and I'll, I'll, it's, it's nothing. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of expectations that you would expect a normal human being to give you. It's nothing in addition, like, like what she's saying is she could give to any man. Not only that, she's given these things to other men. And you're like, so what makes me special? What makes me believe that I'm special this time? Oh, we're going to get in there, man. We're going to get in there, man. All right, so my opinion still stands. Women do not love men. And the real question is, last point, what do they give those things without gaining indirectly or gaining on the back end? 
So a woman might say, well, I'll give them children. That's tangible. But children aren't a solo benefit to men. They also benefit the woman. It actually credits her as a, as a woman that has actually been able to pass children through her body. It, it actually validates her. Not only that, she gets to be able to use them as pawns later on. She can capitalize. She can keep the man longer. Um, she can get money from the courts. I mean, that's not a benefit. That's not a sole benefit to men. Giving me children is not a sole benefit. We're talking about just give me something that you only give me, that you've only given me to show me you love me. Can, can, can you give me something that I can feel? Not feel in my heart. Can you give me something that I can feel that benefits me? What do you give me to show me you love me? Dude, they, I, the answers, you'll be shocked and appalled. <laughs> okay. Somebody said Jordans. All right, shocked and appalled. Next story here. The objectifiers, you mean, nasty, perverted men. We've heard this a lot when we were younger, Generation X specifically. Generation X specifically. We were told that we were nasty and we, we, we made um, images. We put images forth in magazines to make women uh, uh, objectify them, take advantage of them, and also, um, you know, make them uncomfortable about their body appearance and all this stuff. But here it is here. There's a court case in Seattle, Washington, home of the other white meat <laughs> in the Portland, Portland, Oregon as well. There's a group of women who wanted to open a bikini coffee shop and they want or who I, I don't know who wanted to open the shop, but the shop was closed down because the city's official ordered the women to cover up. They was like, nah, look, here's an example. All right, flatback Kaylee or a little bit of sloppy yogurt Kaylee. The women said, this is reprehensible. This is misogynist. You're telling us to cover up. This is, this is against women. You hate women. We want to go out here and show all of our goodies and hand out coffee. They fought the city, and the city lost. <laughs> the city lost. This is why I tell you, man. Uh, whatever you want, whatever women want, all right, uh, and you believe what women want, they want the opposite. So you think, oh, we'll protect women, we'll come to the rescue and all of that stuff. We'll we'll prevent we'll prevent you from regretting this and regretting your younger years. No, they want to be monetized. As long as they're getting paid, we're gonna show our goodies. So let's read the story quickly. <laughs> oh, look at this right there. Oh my goodness. Serving coffee. Yep, right in your bikini. Nope, we ain't covering up. We're going to fight and sue so we can objectify ourselves. Now, if you ever wanted to know what a long back is, this is what we call. If you ever were like, what is a flat back coach? What is a long back right here? <laughs> right. Look no further. This picture right here describes what a long flat back is. All right. So anyway, there they are. Nope. We would. No, nope, we want to show. We want to be in our bras and panties and our coffee, bro. Mm. This is the world we live in, man. So let's go in here. So we can't say that men are objectifiers. Seattle's bikini baristas win court case, allowing them to wear skimpy coffee shop outfits. City officials ordered them to cover up, but a U.S. district judge says limits on their attire were unconstitutional. Mm. Your daughters want to be out here in these streets. That's just what it is. In these streets. And so when they get older, they're going to talk about um, um, how they were objectified and how the nasty men did these things. They got trauma from all the dudes trying to at order up coffee, propositioning them. 
we live in opposite world. And I'll just not even talk about this long Everett near Seattle's dress code ordinance that stated bikini baristas must cover up their bodies at work has now been ruled unconstitutional by the federal court. Bikini clad baristas have won the constitutional right to wear what they want. And then the court uh, found ordinances was shaped by gender biased discriminatory purpose. A gender biased, or, sorry, a gender based dis discriminatory purpose. It was gender based discrimination to tell women to cover up and not be objectified. But I tell you, man, y'all want to think you, you want to reel the shit back in, man. It's going to be tough. Bikini baristas were clearly a target of an ordinance, the court ruled, noting how the profession is comprised of a workforce. That is almost entirely women. So you're discriminating against them because it is women you're discriminating against. Society, the where, where society puts their women will dictate where society goes. All right. And so because most of the people who work there, I'm going to say all were women. They want a discrimination lawsuit to be able to continue. And listen, I'm not mad. People always think you're mad. Why are you complaining? I'm not complaining. I will go over there and let these Kayleys serve me up. But of course, they're going to have to serve me up with a little more than coffee. I'm not mad. This is people be like, you're mad. And why are you complaining? Yes, I'll go look. I'll go let her sit on my lap. Whatever you want to do to serve me the coffee. I mean, how much you want to sell it for? I, I'm not mad. What I'm telling you is this is where the confusion of society goes. And this is what's going to allow more simping. This is when it's going to allow more prostitution. This is what's going to allow more women 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years to complain about being objectified and complain about the past traumas they've experienced from men who proposition them and why men are dirty and disgusting. This is what's going to happen when you marry her 20 uh, um, at you. age 32. And she turns into that. Um, What was the girl we did? Uh, Kanye West's ex. And she's like, well, I'm just desensitized by sex and I'm not really into it. And as long as a guy gives me something, I'll force my way through it. By the time they're 32, they're going to be worn out. And you're going to wonder why these women don't make good wives. I'm telling you, it's going to be body count up the roof. Julia Fox was the girl's name. Julia Fox. We did a show on her the other day. We did a segment where she was like, yeah, man, well, I was in these streets since I was 18. I was working as a dominatrix and an escort and I was doing sex work and you know, I've had all the sex. I've had it all, all way, every way. I'm desensitized. I still want a marriage. I still want kids. I had a kid. Eh, I don't need I don't need it no more. Some dude's going to wife her up and then wonder why she ain't giving no leg. Well, this is why. This is what causes these problems. So it's interesting, right? How about this story? How about this story? Here's another example of what's going on. It's getting so good. Out here that, of course, Generation X women who missed out on all the thottery, all their thottery had to be undercover. A Generation X woman kind of had to be undercover hoes. Now they they're overt hoes. All right. And so now they're in their 50s. And she says, I'm a MILF and I'm not too old to show off my body. And now, of course, you're going to have men men say that's fine. Uh, based on the imagery, it's not that bad. I mean, it's, you know, sloppy yogurt at best. Sloppy yogurt at best. And of course, if I show these images on YouTube, I'm I'm the bad guy. All right. Sloppy yogurt at best. Um, and of course, dude, she's gonna get dudes to pipe her down. That's without a doubt. She has no problem there. She has no problem there, but she's building her imagery and her loneliness off of look, follow my IG. She's promoting what? Objectifying themselves. These are the same women that I went to school with that were calling us all kind of sleaze bags and 
all kind of perverts and whatnot. Let me see if I can play the video here, but it's probably not. Yep. Now, once they get 40 and 50, um, divorced two times, head meds, and uh, they want to run through these streets, this is what they're doing. And society's rewarding them. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. You go, girl. Yep, you ain't too old. Pull that soggy body out. And there's dudes like, why are you complaining about it? Well, the reality is, and I just got a reminder, it's Veterans Day. And yes, we will be having a Veterans Day call-in show like we did yet last year. But now they're saying, so where, where does it end now? If men say, you know what, as a society, we're going the wrong way. You said you don't want to be objectified and you were more than your body and you were brains, all right? And you were all of this stuff and independent and degree and had a career. Okay, now you're out here stripping. Why? Because there's big money. I got money. There's prostitution. <laughs> See, you're going to have a problem in, in a complex society when the, you're going to have a problem and it's going to com make com uh, society complicated. And then people are going to want to find answers. Why don't men want to commit? Why there's a marriage? How come people aren't having babies? How come people can't stay together? It's right here in front of you. It's right here in front of you. All right. Uh, last one on this segment. Then we'll do uh, PayPal's. Uh, here's the story, man. I tell you, man, send the asteroid. Here's the headline here. Good-looking female college students saw their grades drop during the COVID pandemic when professors couldn't see their faces, a study claim. Yeah, man, uh, the gender dynamics is out of control. Okay. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is when the professors could see you, the college professors could see you and then, you know, pipe you down during their office hours, you were getting better grades. Is that why you were getting better grades? You admit you're getting better grades because you're good looking. You're getting, you're admitting that in the past, your grades were better when you can put yourself in your titties in front of your professor. This is crazy, bro. I mean, look. <laughs> Grades of many attractive women dropped when COVID forced virtual learning. A researcher found that this was especially the case in qualitative courses. All right. This is like your social sciences, I'm assuming, liberal arts and whatnot. All right. And it says right here, scores stayed the same in more numbers uh, heavily when more numbers heavy classes like math and science, which there you go. All right. While men also benefited from being attractive, their scores did not drop. Doesn't matter if you're attractive as a man. Attractive females saw their grades drop, and we'll kind of go over this. A uh, Adrian Mahick, a, a postdoctoral researcher at Lund University, analyzed the scores of 300 males and female engineering students in Sweden before and after COVID hit. A panel of more than 700, I'm sorry, uh, seven, uh, 70 separate participants were asked to grade their attractiveness on each student based on photographs of their face. The study found a significant decline in the average college grades among attractive females, but only in qualitative courses where teachers and students were more likely to interact. Whoa. What do you mean more likely to interact? I'm going to tell you what that means. Or a woman can push, a woman can push herself onto the professor. Oh, professor. Mm, I don't understand. Oh, don't worry, young darling. I'll help you understand. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. It says in quantitative, well, let me see right here. In quantitative courses like math and physics where answers are usually simple, correct, or incorrect, 
The same trend was not observed. There was also no trend among males. It says right here, Mr. Mayhack told the Daily Mail the results were not surprising because uh, attractive people are known to have higher salaries and have other benefits in the workplace. Okay, I mean, this is why women, again, uh, a lot of younger women do get benefits in the workplace. Yeah. A Wisconsin study, University of Wisconsin study published last year found attractive people make up to 9% more money than their peers. All right, so uh, listen, you can read this article going in here. They have a lot saying here. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, but they they went in here and broke down how that mattered. And I'm sure if you break this down, this is people are going to say, well, it's 300 people. Uh, this is how studies are conducted. Okay, and then they can use... Um, Standard deviation, they can use a lot of statistical formulas to determine if this is going to be um, viable or actually seen over a larger group of people because you can't measure everybody. You can't measure every student. You can't research, blah, blah, blah. So they do enough people to basically say, well, within a standard deviation of one or two or two percent or three percent, this would be accurately. Uh, this is a microcosm of the greater society. This study represents the greater society. Anyway. It's crazy, bro. Man, yo, what's wrong with the ladies? Ladies, can y'all get it together? Can y'all get it together? We're going to have to hit y'all with the Zoe. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. Tell us what it is, Zoe. Tell us what it is to be a lady out here. Out here. Let Zoe tell you it. And my money. husband will buy me as many fucking Louis as I want to. So you're going to rely a fucking on your No, he's going to fucking spoil me. No. I don't no. deal with no don't, fucking don't, scrubs. Don't. He's going to be a fucking engineer doctor. One of the fucking two. And he's going to buy me as many fucking Louis Clear as I want. Shit. As many Chanel's. As many Gucci belts as I want. As many fucking Louis purses that I want. What happens if y'all get a divorce? What are you going to do then? Sit on your ass? Find another fucking husband, dude. Is that your fucking plan? You have to be independent, Zoe. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. I will get Well, I'm glad that. that you want to take care of someone else for your life. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Whatever, Zoe. Whatever. <laughs> whatever zoe wow zoe is a good little hairless monkey by the way all right i like a little hairless monkey <laughs> she hairless everywhere she ain't got no hairs nowhere not even on never mind all right shout out to moose Efner says coach i see what you mean the instagram suggested reels is going crazy women will be allowed to push sex for survival yes indeed give me the new, 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 new and the dark side laugh hey man it's gonna be your thing and we know even the woman that was the um only fans married model it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough out there man but enjoy the show I'm enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying it. Trust me. I'm not complaining about it. But when you guys want answers to why things are happening, I'm just like, cat's out of the bag, man. You can't put it back in. You just got to wait for it to adjust or burn. What do we got? Jay Cool here. He says, I think you in these daily live podcasts are cool. He says, thanks for keeping us men confident and giving us inspiration. Because like you said, we do not need motivation. We need inspiration. We definitely need that. All right, I'm not here to motivate you. I'm definitely here to inspire you. And even though all the doom and gloom is here, we're definitely trying to inspire you to make a conscious choice, to make a, the best choice you possibly can make for the general population. All right, I clicked on this one. Uh, he says, yo, coach, it's Coach JR. He says, went out last night with one of my buddies. He messaged some chick he, quote, knew 
to come out and she said, E transfer me rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. <laughs> um, I don't know where you are. Um, I don't think you're in the United States because we probably would have said Cash App or something like that. But whatever. E transfer me rent. I'm in a bind, Nate. He was like, yeah, come on out. We're here with the boys. Just come on out. Yeah, hey, why don't you come on out? She said, your rent's due, motherfucker. Yeah, I need rent. Boy, I'm telling you, the dark side is litty. Some of you guys are living the dark side and don't even know it. They've monetized everything. If it ain't going to pay, they don't play. If it ain't no, I know, I know, I don't want to get into the dating coaches argument because their, their, their results are so flimsy. They can't show you any proof of what they're talking about, but. They're going to tell you, nah, man, it ain't all women. Yes, it's not all women. I, I get it. But uh, too many percentages of them that are, are doing it. And most of them are in a bind. Somebody said Muslim in Vegas. Shout out to Kaylin F says, what's up, coach? I'm sure you know that the Black Panther Wakanda forever is coming out tomorrow. And it's coming out tonight for everybody in Southern California. He says, I hope you're ready for the female Black Panther. It's a shame that Marvel is using Chadwick Boseman's death as a way to push the woke Hollywood narrative for this female superheroes somebody has to clue me in on this because i don't really know the comic books i'm definitely a comic book normie uh but in most of the things that happen in the in the comic book once it's put on the screen it's basically going to be reflective of some comment uh some part of the history of the comic but the mainstream doesn't know that for instance captain marvel captain marvel they were like why are they pulling out captain marvel well then the people who had know the comics are like well Captain Marvel was male and female, right? What is the, 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 the like? It started as a male and then they made him a female. Remember that? So we were like all complaining, but they were like, well, it was actually in the book. They always, a comic book enthusiast will always say, well, this is happened in Black Panther. In Black, yeah, in Black Panther, question in Black Panther, is there an example where the Black Panther was a female? I don't know. Hit me up. Hit me up. Somebody, somebody answer that question. And maybe our boy, what's our boy name with the comic book? He put the comic book out. You know, I'm bad with names. I, I hate when I tell, these are big consecrators. You're like, you don't know their name? For some reason, I'm not good sticking with names. There is. Chad says yes. So there is precedent. No, no, no. Okay. In the comic book, there is precedent that there is a the woman the black panther becomes a woman eric july is his name what is his name he goes by young ripper young ripper yes young ripper 57 or 5011 young ripper respect to him by the way i did i did order your comic book and i did get it i haven't read it though so there is precedent that there can be a female black panther but it was very short. okay so listen that's all i want to know because before the outrage starts before we be like young uh, uh, woke Hollywood Disney. And we start complaining about the female black Panther in the comic book. There has been a female black Panther. So somebody says, yes, his sister becomes black Panther in the comic. He said comments, but in the comics, in the comics. So there you go. But it was very temporary. Okay, there we go. So I wanted to know that before we, I don't want to look like an idiot. All right. And be like, I can't believe they made her the black Panther. Right. So now we there is precedent. There is precedent. So when we go there and we see what we see, if they do make her the Black Panther, they're always it's already been established that that is in the comic. And that's what we have to know about comics 
is that they put out so many issues and so many storylines and so many chapters. Sometimes it doesn't much mesh and merge, um, but they already establish it in the book. And there's probably one uh, most Marvel movies that you see are based off of one or two comic books, not a whole, not the whole story. So they'll take one or two issues and they'll put it together in some movie, something like that. And then that's what we see. But as a comic normie, you don't know it. Okay, so that, I wanted to clear that up. Thank you, man. So it's not, is it woke book? Last point, and I'll get to this. If you're a comic book enthusiast, if you're Eric July and you're in the comment section, would you be pissed that Black Panther is a woman? All right. Would you be pissed that if you go to the show and Siri becomes Black Panther, are you like, oh, man, this is bullshit? That's the question. And that's what we have to ed- see. We're here to educate. We're here to educate. We're not just going to jump into conclusions and just assume it's a woke agenda. We know it's a woke agenda because they could have picked any comic book to um, to make this story about. And they went ahead and conveniently they're going to make the. So people are saying, yes, they're still going to be offended. Oh, do a vote. That's actually a good idea. That's actually a good idea. All right. Let's do a poll. But the normies are going to answer. This is for the. I think it's going to destroy the brand, in my opinion. But I'm again, I'm just a normie on the comic books. I have a comic book collection, but it's shitty. All right. So let me see something here. I'll do a poll. This is a good one. All right. We definitely need a poll on this one here. Uh, would you be offended? If Suri, is it Suri? Becomes Black Panther. Black Panther. Uh, there we go right there. Would you be offended if Shuri becomes Black Panther? All the all the black women right now are going nuts. <laughs> They're going crazy. What's wrong when we can do it? Okay. Well, what's going to happen is, <laughs> what's going to happen is, this is what the female Black Panther going to be doing to solve crimes and shit like this. You're going to be like, all right, she's the Black Panther. All right, this is what she goes. Let's see what she can do. And it's going to be like, Wait. All right, all right. All of a sudden, you know, she ain't flying too good. All right, all of a sudden. Oh, wait, my, why is she solving the crime? Why is she fighting the crime fighters like this? Like, bruh, like it's going to take a little bit more. <laughs> all right, as a currently the poll going on right now, and I'm glad I'm sharing. I'm glad Caitlin talked about this because I don't want to jump to conclusions because I don't want the comic book people jumping down my throat. So it's almost 50-50. It's 55-45 that, yes, we would be offended. So we have some people who really... But I don't know if these people are normies. I don't know if they're people are normies or comic book enthusiasts. But here it is. It's almost split. You guys see it on your screen. And um, you guys see it on your screen. But it's par for the course for Hollywood. So we can just attribute it to both. All right. Who would you want to be Black Panther? Would you want it to be the Killmonger to come back? Who would you? Who do you want to be Black Panther? Do you want the mom, the, the matriarch figure to be back Black, Black Panther? What do you want? It's tough. Shout out to Kaylin. He says, if a man is sexually faithful to his woman, along with being a protector and a provider, he undoubtedly loves his woman. Aside from potentially risking his life to protect her, being monogamous to a woman is the biggest sacrifice for a man to make, especially when men are built to spread their seed. I agree. I agree with that. I've always said that uh, men show their love in a certain way. 
and women ruin relationships because men don't show their love in a certain way. And I'm pretty sure women can say vice versa, but there's no pleasing women many times. Shout out to uh, AD Austin says these XXs are eternal skeet meat, use and abuse and discard. No hymen, no diamond. Man, he's hardcore. Shout out to you. Make me the Black Panther. <laughs> All right. Anyway, or C oh, okay, CGI Chad Chadwick Boseman. I don't know if you would need that much. Yeah, I don't know. You could probably CGI Chadwick Boseman, but he died. He's I don't know. That's a tough one. All right. Who is in here? Shout out to let me say if I can say your name. Roberto says CGA. What about a new show on HBO Max's The Sex Live of College Girls? Hello, shaking my head. I want to see it. We used to have to order that. <laughs> used to have to order that on Cinemax. Now they're showing it on, on TV. All right. I'm with it. Shout out to AD Austin. All that equality marching was wasted time and effort. Yep. So this is the new feminism, though. This is why people um, don't understand what feminism is, because we've taken female independence. And now it's about the biggest issues about that feminism addresses is their ability to objectify themselves their ability to monetize themselves through sex work and the ability to terminate their child child. That those are the top three issues in modern day feminism. Now that has jumped the shark, but that's a direct result of what people call the third wave feminism, where they complained about nothing. They made great gains and they continued to complain. And now they're complaining about stuff and it's flipped. It's basically flipped from first wave. Matter of fact, you could probably get first wave feminists and modern day feminists to meet up and they will probably disagree. <laughs> they probably be like, what? <laughs> bring back first wave feminists, the early abolitionists, and bring back current feminists. And the, the feminists will be like, is this is what this come to? <laughs> this is what we started. Yeah, you started this gangster shit. And that's the mother thanks you get. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, shout out to KW in the building. In the new Black Panther movie, the character of... Uh, well, I don't know that name. You're saying his name is Ironheart, has corn rolls in his in her helmet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who is Riri Williams? Ironheart has corn rolls in her helmet. All right. Shot. I don't know what that means, but maybe she got her wig on. Allen Iverson wig. All right. That's a female hairdo. Uh, let me do a couple super chats and then we'll get back. We got uh we got a lot. Holy mackerel. All right, all right, here we go. Flash says, Coach, I noticed your free agent lifestyle channel subscribers increased to 80K since you established or enabled subscriber-only comments. Shout out to the free agent lifestyle. Yep. That was a good move. I think, um, first of all, it helps with the it helps with the trolls. Trolls are less likely to um, just, just jump in here, and it's good, but it lowers the viewership. It helps with trolls, and it helps with spam. So spam was the reason why I did it. I was like, damn, the spam keeps coming in. And I was like, oh, they don't, probably don't subscribe to the channel. So I was like, subscriber-only. And trolls didn't have to wait five minutes because they show up in the middle of the show and they want to just jump on their keyboard. All right. So I was like, it gives them a five minute cool down period and it gives them a time to think, OK, do I really want to troll him? Ah, I can't troll him. So they'll leave the stream. Good. They buy. Or they'll wait their five minutes. And by the time they troll, it's out of context. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? We talked about that five, 10, 15 minutes ago. So, yes. And then they have to subscribe and then they forget. They're like, damn, I forgot to unsubscribe. All right, Derek C says, uh, Coach, the Bible says for men to love their wives and women to have deep respect for their husband. Nowhere does it call for women to love men. I don't know if that's true. Shout out to you if it is. 
And I believe that. I believe we have a false concept and mis, um, misunderstanding and miseducation of love. I think love is used out of context. And most of the love that we push out is based on fantasy. They're always going to tell you the fantasy. Uh, fantasy and this and that. Uh, men don't care about fantasy. I'm not in fantasy world. I don't, I don't need love like that. And then some people will say, oh, well, you're hurt. And that's why you need a hug. I don't need no hug. <laughs> I mean, listen, out of all the things I need, a hug is not one of them. Of course, if I get one, nice. But in my priority of things, in my order of operations, when I wake up in the morning, hug is not high on the list. That's down there at number 50, 11. <laughs> 50, 11. Hug? What the fuck? I need a nut. I need some money. I need a job. I need to protect myself. I need to make, there's a whole bunch of shit that I got to do. I got to eat, shower, put on my cologne. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? All right. Joe K says, coach, I do Uber on the side. I had a wife get in my car and she said she had her friend fake being drunk to get out of the house. He says, peace, leave itching like a mofo. T minus three years to divorce gumps. You can't win. She fake being drunk to get out of the house. Yeah. And she going to get banged out. Mass man CGA. Did you see Julia Fox say that sex with men is trivial? Yep. We did a segment on that. She only messes with men. She can benefit from. She's spinning CGA. Right. Hey, listen, uh, somebody sent me those messages. I said this. All she's saying is the quiet pout out loud. She's saying the quiet part out loud. She's basically saying in the, in a nutshell, what many women her age and beyond believe. Don't think she's been hurt or traumatized that she's crazy. She's saying, if I cannot benefit, this is called brief Oats law. If there's no benefit, there's no association. If there's no rent paid, there's no arousal. Many things that you have to provide to get uh, a woman for a long period of time, not short term, long term, she needs to have a benefit. If there's no benefit, there's no association. I don't know why people are surprised by this. And people didn't try to talk me out of, no, that's not true. Okay, okay, how do you show that you love your man long-term? Then they're going to list a whole bunch of benefits. Okay, take that out of there. Or that what they'll do is try to avoid looking like a gold digger. Well, it's not really that he has a house, or like this woman right here. Okay, um, they'll try to not look like a gold digger. Then they'll try to make it about this. Well, you know, he gave me courtside seats, and he gave me first class, and he gave me a big house, and he took me shopping. But I don't like all that. All right, I'm not, I want, I want, I want something else. Like, but what, 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 what do you want? You want them to read you a novel? What, what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, last one. You guys got some funny names. Humble Lee says, just tuition. Shout out to the coach gang and the D, man. Shout out to you. And Kodak White. Kodak White says, uh, CGA, I'm 21. By the time we all left high school, I personally knew girls with 50 plus bodies. Wow. I don't think the Manosphere understand how bad Gen Z is with promiscuity. I don't think they do either. I don't think they do. And I keep trying to show people because I have children that are, you know, uh, adolescents that are in Gen Z. And uh, not reporting from them. Again, I'm not talking about their personal lives. I'm just talking about them as a generation. I'm very closely linked to what Generation Z is doing. I'm kind of tuned in. And um, there's been times there's been I'm not even going to talk about that. But with it being said, when you look at young Generation Z's relationships, 
the women are having more opportunities at sex and popularity and and uh, dating apps and experimenting way more than the young boys. It's not even close. Do you think the 80-20 rule is alive and well in adult relationships? It's 90-10 in, in high school. Like the same dudes are waxing the same asses of the girls. And the reason why, if you missed my show yesterday, is because there was a time that women would ruin their prospects at marriage and obtaining the things that they needed in society to survive by being promiscuous. Generation X knew this. Baby boomers knew this. I'm going to lose my prospect at being a wife, finding a long-term mate, uh, getting a house, a car, a white picket fence, a dog. A... All women knew that. Now that's gone. That's all gone now. A woman can tattoo a sword up her chest like Brock Lesnar and still get a mate. She's like, I'm never out of it. She can go to her DMs. I'm never out of men. I got options. She can go to her Instagram. She can go to her Facebook or Snapchat. She got options. She's like, I'm never out of the game. Never out. I always going to have men. She can post. She can post the picture. She can start her OnlyFans. She can create a dating app. I mean, uh, get a profile on the dating app. And a lot of young women, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this. A lot of young women that are under the legal age of consent, they have dating apps. They're on Tinder. They're on Bumble. Some of them are on Seeking. Some of them you can't see it. Some of them you might not be able to tell. Some of them are using Pinterest or Tumblr or any of these things to push themselves out there. I mean, it's 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 greater than you guys know, and it's uncomfortable subject matter because people are just going to twist it as if I'm a metaphile and all that stuff. And it's tough. But we have to address the conversation because if you think it's not happening, if you think your daughters and your nieces and all that stuff ain't giving up the guts to football players and all that stuff, I've worked on college campuses. We used to bring in, let me, let me tell you a quick story. I'm going to tell you a quick story. When I worked as a basketball recruiter, I worked in women's basketball. So what we would do is we would bring in our recruits. We'd start talking to them around 16, 16, 17. By 17, we were already had good relationships with them, meaning we were going to bring them on campus. We were offering them scholarships. But right around 14, we're 14, 15, we're getting them letters, sending them emails, inviting them to basketball camps. Then once they turn 16, we're, we're getting serious about them. Then we're calling them. By NCAA rules, you can call them. You're trying to get them to your campus. You're inviting them to games and visits. What would happen is before their senior year, they would come to our campus. In their junior year, before their senior, uh, right, right before their senior year of basketball, we bring them to the school. Remember, these are, these are people that are under 18. These are girls and young boys that are under 18. We call them to school. We have a whole visit for the whole weekend. We bring them all paid trip, flight, airline, uh, restaurant, activities, all of that. We pay for it. Put them up in the hotel room. Most of them women got clapped down by either a male or a female. Sex is part of the trip. In fact, you would hope that they had sex with someone because, I mean, this is something that college coaches wouldn't talk about. You would hope they have sex with someone. Why? Because then when they go back home, they're going to say, I'm going to your school so I can be with whoever I fornicated with when they were on a trip. Okay, you see how crazy this is? And by the way, the University of Louisville had that exact same scenario. And when they got busted, everybody in college basketball on the men's side said all. <laughs> they said all. Um, all programs use this. 
where they were hiring escorts for the boys that came to campus. Remember, these are boys under 18. And when they came to campus to visit, to come to the school, to see if that's the school they wanted to, the university was allegedly hiring, the basketball program was allegedly hiring women to get clap, to clap these boys, or for the boys to clap their cheeks. Football programs notoriously in the 90s always had pretty girls that would do the campus tour for the new recruits. Many of these girls were also the girls that would give it up to the campus recruits. There's a movie called The Program that irons all this shit out. Halle Berry was in the movie The Program, and she was the college girl that gave Omar Epps the campus tour. Dude, this is if you you guys don't know, you guys, a lot of you normies don't know what's going on out here. You don't know. Yep, watch He Got Game. Same thing. So uh, a lot of people don't know what's going on here. When you think of young people, everybody thinks that 18 is this magical number, and then everybody figures it out. Matter of fact, I might have a statistic here I was going to cover in another show. Um, and I'm off my – I bumped off my program here. But um, take a look. they done a survey right here. This was part of the other show. I was just researching this. It says – um. At age 15, says right here, uh, this is right here, sex in the female adolescence, a survey. And this is an old survey, by the way. This is an old article, right? At age 15, they found that less than a fifth of young women had had intercourse. By age 17, the number had jumped up to 40%. By age 19 to 55. This was in 1977. Mm. <laughs> 1977. Okay. By age 15, it was a fifth. All right, that's one fifth. All right, 16%. By 17, it had been 40%. By 19, it's 55%. This is in 1977. I was looking. I was trying to figure out, and I'm actually putting together for another show, just researching it. Um, and there's other charts here that would show you as well. Same thing. So people think, oh, the magic number is 18, and then they start. No, 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 no. It's not happening, and that's just the reality of it. You can be mad at that if you want, but... The truth is the truth. <laughs> uh, let's see here. And with Generation Z, as he was talking about, Gen Z, they already getting busy. All right, it's getting busy very way earlier than you know. All right, let me do this. Let's talk about this. Um, This is what, uh, speaking of Gen Z, <laughs> speaking of Gen Z, let's go to World Star. This is a daughter at her father's funeral. Somebody said, Coach, say it too much. Again, that, people don't want to discuss. This. These are the hard conversations. All right. This is a daughter, a spoiled daughter. She can't let her father rest in peace. Apparently, her father died. She seems like she's mulatto, which is a slur for a mixed race person. She seems like she's got some black in her. Or if she doesn't, she's going to soon have some black in her. <laughs> All right. Um. And she's going in on her... Dude, this is your legacy. Where's you legacy ninjas? I want to have kids. I want to have a legacy. Gen Z is under deep, deep social programming. A lot of them are straight up cultural Marxists. And they don't even realize it because this is their truth. This is her presenting at her father's funeral. Let's play a majority of it. Are you a YouTube creator? Hey, what the hell? You gave me an ad, world star. Oh, hell no. Okay. You could get an unfair advantage in growing your channel with two buttons. All right, so here it is right there. Somebody says mulatto isn't a slur. It, it originally was, but uh, then it's not. All right, here we go. Dad, please know that while I'm grateful and highly 
already aware of all that you've given this family. I still don't miss you. Okay. All right. She said, again, this is kind of what that woman said in that tweet about her, her, her relationship. Yeah, he gave me stuff, but it wasn't enough. She says, I'm entirely grateful what you gave and sacrificed. She didn't say he was a horrible human being. She didn't say he touched her when she was young. He didn't say he abused her and beat her. You gave me. I appreciate it. However. Again, we talked about this with millennials. Uh, millenn parents of millennials tended to say, okay, what can I do for you as a parent? As opposed to Generation X parents, uh, people who were, raised, who were raising Generation X said, this is what you get and don't throw a fit. So she's going to now tell her dead daddy. What the hell he can do for her, what he should have done. Continue. Very important point right there she made. I miss my fantasy about you. I miss my fantasy about you. Not what you can really do. Not what you were, because she has no idea what to make it in this world. She doesn't know what dad risk and sacrifice. She doesn't know that the majority of his money has been spent on her. Uh, she doesn't know that because she's not an adult. She's not a fully grown adult. So she has no idea. She just wants the fantasy of you. And a lot of women believe like this. Oh, you're doing all these things. Great. But I want more, 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 more. She looks like she's wearing a hat. So she's wearing a hat at her funeral. It's pink. She should have wore a black hat. Uh, let's continue. I don't even know who the context of these people are, nor I don't know how he parented her. So I can't say. But I know that this is inappropriate. Let's continue. I missed my fantasy of you. Because when you died, it solidified the fact that you'll never be what you could have been, but only what you are. And what you are is a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, Trump-loving, cis-straight white man. Solidify <laughs> the fact that you'll never be what you could have been, but only what you are. And what you are is a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, Trump-loving, cis-straight white man. That is all you will ever be to me. And dad, before you tell me to respect the dead, please remember that you disrespected and disregarded the lives and deaths of entire communities of people with your ideology. You told me to never back down, so I won't. You know for a fact that even against you, I'm not afraid to share my peace. You are everything I aspire not to be. And I refuse to stand up here and sing the praises of a man who is the paradigm of white supremacy. Oh, boy. We don't even respect the dead. Um, it, I believe white supremacy. I think he had you with a black mother, at least. I'm just assuming, or at least a Latino woman with that curly hair and that, uh, that, 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 that caramel skin. Holy my. So I'll take your racist mindset, I'll take your money, and I'll take your advice. And I swear to God, I will make this world a better place. Not at all because of you but in exact opposition to you. Thanks. They're going to clap for her. That's Generation Z in a nutshell. She said, oh, I'll take your money. 
I'm going to take everything you left me. I'm going to take everything you sacrificed for. I'm going to take everything you worked hard for. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take it. However, you racist, misogynist, what, xenophobic, you everything you couldn't have been. Uh, bruh. He said only three people clap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they felt sorry for her. They were like, <laughs> wow. Guys, this is, um. of course, this is not all. It's not all Generation Z. We're not painting everybody with a broad brush. We always tell you what's possible. This is a glowing example. This is the worst case scenario. I mean, I don't know what would be worse than this, but this is an example of what can happen. I mean, listen, you're dealing with divorce. You're dealing with a lot of young Generation Z women frustrated. They got misguided and undecided. They don't have direction. They got TikTok influence in them. Many of them are culturally trained Marxists and will admit it. And most of those things, because, um, uh, we're we're Archie Bunker to Gen Z. Many, especially me, I'm Archie Bunker. I'm a racist. I'm a conservative, out of date, knuckle dragon Neanderthal. All right, I'm Archie Bunker to a lot of Generation Z. They like, uh, but you know, as well as that though, a lot of Generation Z women appreciate who I am. They're like, you give me guidance. I want to be under your wing. Yes, tell me what you want, and at the same time, degrade me. And you can have this peace leave because I didn't gave it out to 50, 11 people already. So it, that, that means nothing no more. <laughs> right. And give me a couple of dollars because I'm in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Dude, we're in a new world. And I'm white. And I'm white. And I'm racist against my own people. You know, as far as they're concerned. As far as these Marxists are control. So, uh, wow. Can you see that? Did you guys see that? Unbelievable. But this is your legacy. You guys don't um, have control over how your kids perceive you mainly because in our culture, the things that they're entitled to or the things that they receive is an entitlement. We give our kids far more than we've ever been given, especially if you're uh, if you're an older millennial going into Generation X and a baby boomer, we give our kids everything. They want for nothing. Many of them want for nothing. And so when they want for nothing, this is what they go to. Okay, I got everything. What, what's the big deal? Okay, now you're in racist you're still not good enough as a human being. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right, next story right here. Uh, white women trying to play God. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. Let's get, we got 19 million thousand people in here. 50, 11 trillion and 28,000 billion people in here. Do me a favor. Hit the like button or we're going to get a little belly deli in here. Uh, we talked about Jennifer Aniston yesterday. Her trying to play God uh, with her ovaries. And all of these things. And it simply is not a good strategy. This is typically what feminism will do is tell people, hey, when you're 30 or 40, you can find your man. And that's you. All right. But uh, we know that's not actually good nature. That's not good. And when it doesn't work out, they curse God. Well, the first they curse, curse men. And then they will take their anger out against God on men. And here's another example on the screen right here. We talked about Jennifer Aniston yesterday. Here's Rebel Wilson. I believe she was a lot more overweight. I'm I'm. I'm not quite I'm not quite sure, but this is a, another white woman here uh, playing God. It says Rebel Wilson says it was devastating after finding out she had no viable embryos. Whoa, really, really? Uh, a simple biology class in high school would have told you what's going on. She says uh, while speaking about her new film. The Almond and the Seahorse. Who's watching that shit? Who's going to watch that? <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, you know what I want to watch? The Almond and the Seahorse. Rebel Wilson reveals how her movie role connected 
to uh, her personal fertility journey while filming. Rebel Wilson experienced a special connection with life and art while working on her film. The actress who plays a woman trying to help her husband recover from a traumatic brain injury in IFC films upcoming The Allman and the Seahorse recently shared the backstory with people about returning to her more dramatic roles. Let's get into the details. While explaining her character, character Sarah's motivations, Wilson, age 42, age 42, which every gynecologist should be telling you, yeah, time's up, or it's going to be difficult, or IVF, or freeze your eggs. Wilson, age 42, says Sarah, quote, really wants a baby and struggles with her decision to stay with her husband, who experienced an injury, because her desires to become a mother is so strong. A theme which deeply resonated with the actress who is in the middle of her own fertility journey while making the film. Pause. This woman says she's in the middle of her fertility journey. Did you say middle? It sounds like you're at the end. It's this, the end. Are you my friend? You're at the end of the road. You have come to the end of the road. In the middle? I doubt it. Highly unlikely. <laughs> what are we talking about? Wilson, who just revealed how she welcomed her first baby via surrogate, daughter Royce, recalls the difficulty it took to become a mom and how she received, quote, terrible news while filming The Almond and the Seahorse. Quote, during the filming, I received some terrible news that all my harvested eggs up until that point had not survived being thawed. Yeah, we have to bring Martin Luther Lee on this one. We had to we had to bring Martin Luther Lee on this one. By the way, uh, people who do freeze their eggs, the majority of them, most of them perish. And I did have a certain percentage. Um, and I don't want to quote, don't quote me on the percentage. Uh, but I believe it's up to 60%. I I've done a show, I just can't remember the stats. So don't don't hold me to it. Maybe if you don't don't be pissed and say you're wrong, just tell me what the stat is. All right, it's very unsuccessful. All right, most of them are gone, they're destroyed. They don't work. And uh, people will spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, 60000 all of that stuff. This woman had to what? Had to harvest eggs. They all did. And she had to go through surrogacy, which is another complication, which could be close to $60,000, $80,000 as well. No, uh, somebody said 90% gone by 35. That's just the eggs in her body. That's just the eggs in her body. She, she harvested eggs, right? I believe she's saying she froze them, and then they tried to unthaw them, and then they went. So she went to the next step of playing God, which is, all right, I'm going to focus on my career. So I could focus on my career. I'm going to focus on my career. I'm not going to have the babies now when nature told me to have the babies. So I'm going to harvest them, freeze them. And then when they took them out and unthawed them, it was like. <laughs> but here she is like, oh, she's cursing. She's cursing men. She's cursing God. Why did they put me through this? This is difficult. What are we doing? What the hell are we doing? Then the black women are having a sperm shortage. Stop trying to play God. This is why feminism is an ultimate failure. And then, and then don't let them get pregnant. Then they want to delete the baby. 
They want to be like, oh, well, I didn't want to get pregnant now. <laughs> they delete the babies all through their 20s, all through their late teens, all through their 30s. They be like. Then right about 35, 40, 45, they be like. And that's you. Man, we playing with the we playing with the devil. We are dancing with the devil. What else she got to say? <laughs> Her eggs are pulled to that point and not survived being thawed. Oh, this is when she waits. All right, so what did she say here? So I lost a huge amount of weight and been through three surgeries at this point and no viable embryos. She says, I was devastated. As if your OBGYN has not explained this. As if Planned Parenthood, where you went to go suck your baby out, has not explained this. Everybody told you your, your inside is going to be as if pounding it and pounded out by numerous men is not going to. Everybody knows this. But you still can't tell them nothing. You're wrong. It can happen. And then when it don't happen, they be singing that sad song. I had three surgeries, a surrogate, eggs all cooked. All right, they ended up on the floor. They dropped them, freezer burned. Then I got to this point in life. She also says, yes, she says, I knew that my desire to become a mother was so strong that I needed to keep trying. I was feeling a loss and I'm not making fun of her, but I'm making fun of these women trying to play God. I was, what did she say? I was feeling loss, feeling, feelings of hope. And it all played out in my performance. It was a very emotional time, man, bruh. By the way, you should be preparing to raise your kids in the final stages of their life at this age, not at the beginning, bro. All right. Let me see here. Okay, so she says, uh, while revealing her joyful baby news on the gram, Wilson took time to thank her surrogate. Uh, so recently, there's been popular people that have had babies through surrogacy. I believe... Um, what's his name? Dwayne Wade and his wife has had through surrogacy. I believe um, Whistle took time to thank her surrogate for helping her with her long held dreams of having a family come true. <laughs> 42. Uh, Kim K, Kim, K Kim Kardashian. See, these people are trying to play God and they dealing with the devil. Noting that she is forever grateful to everyone who was involved. Wilson said the process has been years in the making. Who the daddy? Mate, who's the pappy? Anyone know? Anyone know who the pappy? I'm the pappy. Uh, man, can't play God out here. Um, and, and particularly white women, this is not a good sign. You know what I mean? Y'all not built for this. I, I know this is going to be, y'all not built for this. The, the most fertile people on earth are brown people, dark people. Dark people got fertility out the window. Um, this has been the problem that even Margaret Sanger has said, this is the Negro problem, the fertility of the black woman. All right, this is not what we going, they were like, we need to exterminate. This is just taking almost paraphrasing directly from her. These women are too fertile and their men love sex. They love sex. The woman loves sex. They're going to have 50, 11 babies. Hey, your grandmother, go back to your grandma. <laughs> go back to your grandma. Your grandma or your great grandma, if you're young, they had seven, eight, nine, 10, 15, 16 kids, especially in the South. Go to the South and go see Big Mama. Big Mama has seven kids minimum. She was popping them out. Popping them out like gremlins getting wet in the middle of midnight. 
All right, you go down to darker people, Latina, uh, Latinos, Latinas, Latinas. You breathe on a Latina, she pregnant. You don't even have to ski. She could just pop them out. When it comes to the European, though, when it comes to the European descendants from the Caucasus Mountains, the original. <laughs> Y'all don't have no game like that. Y'all ain't built for that. There ain't a period, of, there ain't a place in Europe where people was like, yeah, we got like 12, 13, 14 kids. If you did, they was on a farm in Iowa somewhere. A farm in Iowa. And they was like, she has childbearing hips. Come on, lady. Give me a whole football team. Five kids, max. <laughs> Five kids. When it comes to Europeans, y'all don't, y'all genetics ain't built for that. You know what I mean? There's a rare situation. And also, they don't have that kind of idea they europeans don't have that kind of idea especially modern europeans they don't have that idea of just far, you know pushing out babies like that they kind of just trying to do other things like colonize <laughs> yeah you need them breeders you know what i mean but uh if you wanted to if you wanted to and you was like i was hell-bent if you're a guy i'm hell-bent on having kids right now you would go to a darker individual and you'd have one overnight you'd have one tomorrow <laughs> oh utah i forgot about utah that's true Utah be popping them out, but you know what? Let me let me let me tell you this. Even Utah, in order for them to multiply, they had to do three wives. See, this is how they got around it because they was like, these women ain't built for this. She like five max. All right, so I gotta have three wives to get the fifteen kids. The Mormons had to do because they the Mormons at, at top they be like five. That's that's the max, and they had to force it. So then they had to double up in order to multiply. They had to marry three, four, five wives. They had to start the wives hella young. They had to start them hella young, younger than you want. All right. And it was like, yo, man, we got hey, they bodies ain't built for this. Uh -huh. Look at all that flat. She ain't even got no hips, no nothing, no booty. How she going to push out a baby? You need to push them out. <laughs> all right. I'm giving y'all the real. I know people are uncomfortable with it. But if you wanted to have a baby today, dark person, you'll have one tomorrow. She'd be pregnant tomorrow. Philip Rivers wives. Is, yeah, there's always exceptions. There's always exceptions. But uh, yeah, man, I think what um, what these women used to they need to do the WW y'all not built for late twenties, early thirties y'all not y'all not built for that. Let's do some super chats contributions here. Uh, take it from this woman, uh, you're not built for the long game. Don't be out here. I'm a hold out to last. Focus on my career. I'll wait to 42. Don't be this woman. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, a.k.a. nice guys, right? And that's you. Yeah, man. Late 20s and early 30s for most of them. And that's you. Yeah, that ain't going to work. You big dummy. Yeah, that ain't going to work. Uh, let me see here. Let's go to Cash App, Venmo, then Super Chat. All right. Uh, what we got here? Oh, uh, somebody says, watch the movie The Wheel on Hulu. This is from our boy Ryan. In the building, watch the movie. What is it called? The Wheel. All right, damn. I be, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't like firing up those apps. <laughs> like I'm super lazy when it comes to that. 
They'd be like, watch this. I got to go on there, click on it, then go through the movies. I'd be like, I ain't got no time for this issue. Where are we at here? Uh, let's see. Did I get Travis? He says, um, I actually like overseas. Unlike the passport Joes who came. I'm sorry. Unlike the passport Joes who can only visit. I, he says he like overseas. I pluck women off like grapes, but eventually you hit the now what moment. I've never struggled with direction in life, but I see men struggling with this. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I think a, a lot of guys, I think that the pursuit of women and sex is so overwhelming because they many of them might not be having success. And it's hard for a man to hear the fact that another man that have had success with women can say it's no big deal. Right. It's kind of like when wealthy people, Jim Carrey has a famous quote. He said, I wish everybody can have all the money that they wanted and they'll realize that that's not it. That wasn't the thing. But the people who don't have money kindly chase it. I want it. I want it. No money is going to solve all my problems. It solves problems, but it creates more bigger problems, right? More money, more, more money, more problems. It's the same thing as sex with women. I'm telling you, at some particular point, you're going to be like, okay, what else does it do? Or you'll arrive at, you'll arrive at, um, is it worth exchanging what I'm exchanging just for that? Like, what, what am I really getting out of this? Uh, what am I really getting out of this? And you'll realize you're not getting what the, what the exchange is. Ah, that's not it. What else can I do in life? Or you'll put it in a proper compartment. I'm at the point where I put it in a proper compartment. All right, the compartment is over here. I'm not trading all of this over here. I'll trade this, and I'm fully comfortable with trading just this, and I'll get that. And I'll get the most of the time, even uh, you get it and you're like, mm. it's a very, very hard thing for people to understand if they're on the opposite side and they're struggling with it. You're struggling with it. Uh, shout out to Mr. Richard. He says, not much, but thank you, coach, for everything you're doing. The blue chip mindset for the win. Appreciate you, brother. That's is much as long as as much as you can give and appreciate. It's all appreciative. Mr. Marty McSorley is in the building or sorely. He says, duly noted, my will is going to stipulate that if my kids say that bitch about my, I think you said that ish about my cold dead body, all they get from me is leftover barbecue. There's barbecue in there. Shout out to you and shout out to the coach gang. Uh, I often say in many rich, wealthy people who are part of the, the giving fund, the giving fund, is it the giving fund? What is it called? The giving tree, you know who I'm talking about, Warren Buffett and them. They're not giving their kids any money left behind. They ain't giving them shit. They're like, we ain't giving you nothing. Or they're not giving them all they have. I think it's the giving pledge. It's something like that. Or other words, they're going to be like, it's barbecue in there. What you should do when you, this is part of the blue chip mindset. We talk about family legacy and setting them up set them up as good as possible that's the best you can give them if you do have remains and and life insurance and um, um inheritances property what you should do is put it in a trust and then have stipulations that they must jump through in order to get it or it's going to go to the giving pledge new 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 new, new world order <laughs> all right or it's going to go to some for form of philanthropic uh use whatever you want to do Never give them everything or at least give them in the trust that have stipulations. So that's what you 
that's what he probably should have done. But I don't even think that would have solved the problem. But like he's saying, he said the stipulation is if you desecrate my remains, you ain't getting shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal said the same thing. I'm not leaving my kids much or much of anything. And it's okay. No government name says that funeral speech from the daughter breaks my heart. Do you think the mother saw the speech and approved it before she let her daughter go up there and say it? And I'm going to say absolutely. Most kids learn from a parent like that. So I'm going to say absolutely. She learned. Her mother said, you go, girl. You tell it like it is. Tell your story. Express your truth. Express yourself. Crypto Keeper, did you see they put a Transformer influencer in the men's prison? Yes, I did. I was like, she about to get railroaded. They about to hit that choo-choo. <laughs> and everybody's crying. You know, well, you know, everybody knows she shouldn't be in there. I'm like, no, nope. leave her ass in there. <laughs> Again, I don't, I'm not on that Captain Save Them. If y'all want to get in there and, and do all of this stuff, fine. If if you want to get in the ring and fight a fully grown biological male, fine. If you want to get in there and race men and all that shit, fine with me. If y'all want little boys to win beauty pageants, fine with me. I'm not here to stop it. I'm not here to place judgment. I'm like, okay, if y'all want to play the rules and call me a, a ist or a ism if I don't agree with it, I'm like, go ahead. All right, but then when 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 a biological woman who transitioned to a male gets thrown in the men's prison, I'm going to be. Don't come then and say, well, coach, man, you know, that's not right. You know, for her own safety. No, nah, hell no. You want to play God? Go ahead. You got all the answers. Have at it. And they crying for her, man. Now nah, they, they need to get her out of there. Nope. Because if she was out in the real world, She'd be like, you need to address me by my pronouns. Okay, him, him, he need to go to the male prison, mm. <laughs> right? You about to get ran through. And you're going to find out that the great statistics that are reported to society don't include men. You're going to find out real fast because then they're going to be like, they need to talk about all this sexual assault that happens in prison. Exactly. So when we talk about assaults against people sexually, Let's include the men in prison. Because you would say most of the time they would say, well, the men deserve that. We don't care. They probably committed crimes and they deserve that. Yeah. Now y'all want to care about sexual assault. Now that there's a woman in there. See, the bullshit ain't worth it. Ladies, you will always paint yourself into a corner. This is society. When you use your, I don't care if you're men or women. Men, when you use emotional arguments that are not rational and logic, it's only a matter of time before you paint yourself in that corner. And then when you paint yourself in that corner, don't ask me for help. Don't say, well, let me out here and figure out a way to get me. Can you help me? Nope. You in the corner now. Figure that shit out. Go ahead and get your damn, go ahead and ruin all the paint job. Go ahead and get your paint all over your shoe. I ain't helping you. Here's another story right here. This is the prime example. Here it is right here. Do you guys see this? A biological male won the Miss Greater Dairy. Dairy, is that Connecticut? Oh, that's New Hampshire, which is the beauty pageant in New Hampshire under Miss America organization. Look at all these. I'm assuming these are, I can't tell what these young women are here. They probably are young, young women. But they're running for Miss America. 
So I'm assuming they're at least 18. I can't tell. A lot of flatbacks around there and plain Janes and future sloppy yogurts and future wives. A lot of porcelain princesses there. But but look, this is what we're doing. And listen, if that's what y'all want to do, fine with me. <laughs> okay, listen. But just don't just don't ask me to rescue you when you paint yourself in the corner. Ladies, the, the women in this pageant, the young women in this pageant, do not ask me, hey, man, y'all need to speak up against. Nope. I'm not. No. Nope. I'm not speaking up against nothing. I'm not going to lift the damn finger. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to write my mayor. I'm not going to figure it out. You guys supported this. And if you complain, you're the hypocrite, not me. Because I'm letting y'all do this. Uh, again, I'm not trying to change women or anybody. I'm trying to educate men, and I'm going to let the world burn. If y'all want to do this, fine. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of flatbacks in there that I would have picked over this one. But that's just personal me. If I was the judge, that's just personal me. There's a couple of that I would have took instead of that one. But y'all want to play this game? Go ahead. So when the woman, the female prisoner goes to, to, to the male jail because she says she identifies as a male, have at it. Mm. Okay, what do you want me to do? All right, Teddy KGB, he says, bro, I ran into my ex who miscarried our baby. She has two other kids. I dodged a bullet. She recently saw a plastic surgeon surgeon because IG models are winning. She's 43 and would be would have been the mother of my child. Yeah, guys, with time, time will reveal, as the bard said. Time will reveal most of what you think. And this is why I always encourage men get leverage and then find your mate. Doesn't mean you have to wait till 40 or 35. Just get leverage and find your mate. What men my age have found out through Facebook, thank God, is that the women we had crushes on, the women we thought were greater than us, the women we would have ran after, the women we would have wiped their rear in when they were 20 and 22 and 23, now I see them on Facebook at 40, 42, 44, 46, 50. I look at them now and I'll be like, whoa. You big dummy. If I would have wiped that up, wow. That would have been that that was the top looking girl of my class. When I was in high school, I used to look at her and be like, Yeah, that brother's starving. Yeah, man. You know how it goes. I was looking at her like. Indeed. <laughs> now I would have looked at like like this. You big dummy. Time will reveal. Shout out to uh Jeff Jamison says Dems and Republicans are blaming black men for their failures. And black men, I want you to note, I'm this is not a complaint. They're saying because of you, because of you, you cost them an opportunity to do what? Get to what they want and hold power. This is a this is a shining example of your true power in this world. And it's wonderful. Yes, walk away. Vote with your feet. Vote with your wallet. Hold the line. Make them people respect you instead of inviting you to the Democratic fish fry where they can then tell you what you need to do by putting strippers on the pole. Okay? No more Democratic fish fry. No more fried catfish balls. Okay? We ain't doing that no more. We gonna need more. All right, shout out to Laura Flash tripling up. He says that's a new storyline. Black Panther has been around since 1960, I'm pissed and I'm boycotting. They won't allow Superman, Batman, or Spider-Man to become a woman of uh, only to people of color. Not so fast. I get what you're saying. First two is true, but, but do you think it's only a matter of time for Superman and Batman and Spider-Man? It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Y'all gonna be pissed. 
<laughs> Listen, one of them, Spider-Man would be the one for sure. All right. It's only a matter of time. All right. Crypto Keeper, Top G, a.k.a. Andrew Tate or Jake Paul, who wins, coach. I'm going with Jake Paul. I mean, listen, Jake Paul ain't about to get that bag fumbling. And I think Andrew Tate um, in a real fight, who knows? But I think Andrew Tate knows what up. All right. This is a business. Rolo Pantene, here we CGA and Trollo on the undercard for the Tate versus Paul matchup. Uh, Dollar sign Milk Dud Head versus Pantene Hair Weave. All right. This is a loser leave town and a haircut match. <laughs> all right. This is a haircut match. We're going to have a haircut match. Yes. On the undercard. Hey, Andrew Tate, put it together. Hey, Abel returns to Edom. He says, uh, Abel returns to Edom, says, You heard it here first. The Supreme Court will legalize polygamy by 2030. A large part will be due to the substantial increase in the Mormon and Muslim populations someone no one talks about i agree poly relationships and polygamy yes for you know it's going to definitely be legalized so is prostitution so are all the things that um we're accustomed to being illegal and i gave you examples of how they progressed to make things that we thought would never be legal uh they made it legal gambling is one gambling is one we never thought there would be a nationwide acceptance of gambling Okay. Uh, number one, uh, number two, drug pushing. They push drugs all the time on television. There was a time where we never seen drug commercials, and now every other commercial is a drug commercial. So drug pushing, drugs are uh, legal. Um, also, and that's pharmaceutical drugs, and then also legalized marijuana. Like what? 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 If you were born before 1985, you never would think that we would be pushing on a standard basis those three things. People like, never will they make marijuana legal. Damn, they did it. Never would they make drug-pushing commercials. They did it. Never would they have gambling. No, nah, no, nah, gambling's just going to be stuck in Vegas. Now it's legal world, uh, nationwide. What are you talking about? So don't think poly and prostitution aren't on the next list. And then after that, after that, one of the two forbidden things that will tell you the society is gone will be legalized. I don't want to say it, but one of these two will be legalized and it's going to be a bad day. It will be the official end. It's going to be number one, something to do with animals or something to do with young children. And that's going to be it. It's going to be it. And that's going to be past 2030, but one of them will be figured out or given a pass or something. Yeah. Yeah. I know you don't think so, but it's they've already they're already pushing for it now. It's already kind of it's 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 in the undercurrent of the agendas kind of going that way. I know y'all don't think so, but it's going to. Mm. If you look up, uh, listen, let me move on. Agent Machine says Titus two and four says wives are to love their husband. I'd roll with religion that actually enforces that instead of leaving men out to dry. Wow. Wow. Kodak White. Yeah, coach. They all lost their V cards at 13 in junior high school. Yeah, man. I'm, that's not a surprise. I think um, that's a hard conversation to even talk about as well because it's tough. I don't want to be the one to keep talking about it because then they just shame you for talking about it or blame you. And I'm like, look, man, it is what it is. Do your own research. Okay. Somebody said kids fight clubs. Kids fight clubs. Wow. If he gets down to that point, it's going to be bad. Uh, what What is this story here? Next is going to be, oh, we added, is this the main event? We had the main event? 
Yes, we are. I think we are. We had the main event in here. Many women are broken. And hit the like button here. We need a thousand likes. Many women are broken and have a lot of baggage and past trauma. Okay, when you're dealing with these, uh, you guys know Erica Badu tried to let women know. Uh, let's go ahead and play that part of the video. This is a song called Bag Lady, and it's very popular song. And I'll read some lyrics to you. Let's read a little bit of lyrics. Hold on for a second, you guys. I want to see them walking down the street with the bags. Come on, show me, show me walking down the street. Walk down the street with them bags. Give it to me, give it to me. There it is right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love that. I love that part right there. That's my favorite because I love when the women be walking down the street like that. Yeah. All right. So here's part of the lyrics. And um, according to, let's see here. It says, bag lady, you going to hurt your back. Dragging all them bags like that. I guess nobody ever told you. All you must hold on to is you, is you, is you. One day, all them bags going to get in your way. Oh, one day, all them bags going to get in your way. I say one day. She says it four times. And then she says, pack light. Pack light. <laughs> and then she says, bag lady, you going to miss your bus. You can't hurry up because you got too much stuff. When they see you come in. Ninjas take off running from you. It's true. Oh, yes, you do. One day he gonna say you crowd in my space. Yo, so this song was basically a message to women. Y'all got too much. Pack light. You bring in too much stuff to men. Of course, people lost. They forgot about the message. That song came out in the year. That song came out. What year did that song came out? 13 years ago, the year 2000, no, wait, this is the year, no, it was more than 13 years ago. That's when it was posted to YouTube. It came out in the year 2000. So again, this is a generation ago, almost. The year 2000, Motown Records, Erica Badu. So now the new generation doesn't know about this song. And we're having discussions about body count, whether that matters. These are young generations of people, whether raising another man's kid, dealing with single mothers. We have all of these things uh, dealing with women with mental trauma, divorcees, uh, you know, mental health meds, so forth and so on. This is all baggage. Somebody said 1996. I have 2000 here. Yeah, damn, we're old. Yes, this tends to happen to old people is that when we think something is relatively new, it's old as hell. Okay, to a new generation of people, it, it never, it, but it was, they existed before their time. But, but they're bringing in baggage and you're accepting it. And we would call these red flags or you would get into a relationship with them and then you would have trauma. Something would happen to you as a man. And then you go, damn, coach, I was dealing with this woman and she had red flag number one, number two, number three, number four, or baggage number one, number two, number three, number four. Let's put, oh, did I close the stream? Oh, I closed the bag lady. I closed the bag lady stream. All right, let me pull it up. I want to see them bags, Erica Badu. Let's see if I can pull you back up. I want to see you carrying the bag. All right, uh, we're going to get it up in a minute. We deal with bag number one, number two, number three, number four, and we wonder why relationships aren't working. It's because they have too much baggage. In a time past, women would have warned other women. Nah, man, you got too much bags. Pack light. 
Don't put all of your bags into his place. Yeah, look at them ladies. Look, look at them girls. So we're telling you, you need to avoid women with too much baggage. But a lot of women have baggage, and they will say, oh, it's just what it was. Yeah, pack light. Tell them, girls. Tell them, girls. What they need is the Lord. That's what they need. They need the Lord. Uh, let's go ahead and show you something. here. Show you something. Story number one on this one. This is a woman named Olivia Culpo. She says, I'm in a bind. Let's make it louder. Louder. She says, "I'm in a bind, Nate." Yeah, she says, "Your rent's due, motherfucker." Olivia Copo has no money and can't couldn't afford groceries after she split from Nick Jonas. Of course, it's all Jermaine's fault as well. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always did Nick Jonas? Fault. Did Nick Jonas marry that older woman? I'm getting them mixed up. This is the woman here. She looks like she would not be struggling with money. It looked like she would be able to monetize herself. It looks like she would be able to get any celebrity. It looks like she says, well, he's not tall, but he's rich. And she looked like she transferred herself into a transactional relationship. And it didn't work. It didn't work. And as a result, she went broke. She went broke. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yeah, somebody said she leaned in the way. Where were my body language experts? Well, she leaning in right there. But obviously, she's wearing heels and slightly taller with the heels. Uh, but of course, she gave him a pass. By the way, she a foldable thing. She can come over here and get a couple of bucks. All right. Um. Anyway, there she is with her new man. So we'll get to the story here. She will get to the story. She found herself in dire straits after her split from Nick Jonas in her family's new reality series. She got a reality show. She's the former Miss Universe, candidly opened up about struggling personally. Let's play the music. Struggling personally and financially in 2015 after moving to Los Angeles during her relationship with the Jonas Brother singer. Wait. It is all Jermaine's fault. She it's said, always Jermaine's fault. She said, what did she say here? She said, I had no brand, no money, and I was in love. This woman said at age 30. And it says, but when he broke up with me, hold on. But when he broke up with me, I was kind of left with no sense of identity, she recalled. My whole identity was in him, which is very common story of a young person in love. Yeah, it's all your fault, brother. All the, yeah, all the humanity. All the humanity. Goodness. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. These are the people pushing love. I'm telling you, man, sometimes you just can't win, man. You can't win. You can't win. Because in a young age, oh, I want to love, I want to be with you, I'll do whatever. And then when you get with them and uh, you give them what they want, right? We're going to go back to that tweet. And then they say, they say the words, I'm not happy. <laughs> and then you break up, then you leave them in the lurch. How dare you leave me out here lonely and alone, cold and bitter and broke. The pair started dating in 2013 and she, and who called it quits? Called it quits nearly two years later. Two measly years. Two measly years and she's broken. Lot. She got two year relationship and she was broken from it. Um, and by that age, I think she's 30 now. So that was almost she was in her 19 or 20 at the time. Okay. This is indicative of the research that shows a lot of them are starting off young with higher value men instead of lower, you know, men there in their range, and then they get dumped back onto the street, traumatized, and then you pick up the remains. 
I remember night after night looking up at the ceiling in my apartment that I couldn't afford, thinking to myself, how am I going to pay my rent? Your rent's due, motherfucker. <sighs> how about get a job? What do you do? <clears throat> hey, gentlemen, have you ever <laughs> found yourself staring at the ceiling and thinking, Your rent's due, motherfucker. how am I going to make it? I don't know what to do. Well, since I broke up with my girlfriend, I have no means to support myself. And it's all his fault. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. She was sitting up there like, Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. <laughs> she was like, Oh man, I can't, I just can't figure it out. Or there's no more fools out here. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. <laughs> Somebody said, perhaps, maybe you can get a job. And she was like, You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. Your rent's due, motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, we live in a funny world. And she says, I couldn't even afford my groceries, the model confessed. I was a serious, it was a serious pivotal moment for me, but it was something that taught me that you can't give up. So what did it teach her? I better find another man. I better go sell some peace leave. She was sitting around there like this. She said, wait a minute. She said, I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. That's what she said. <laughs> right, she was like, "I better make this thing work. I better bless. I better use what my mama gave me." She started. Then she got online. She's like, "Is anybody else just over this hookup culture?" All right, man, boy, this is baggage. So you about to get this? Uh, Copo also touched on how she thought she and Jonas were going to get married and how their relationship was a formative experience for her. Baggage. Baggage. Not only does she have baggage with the breaking up the of the relationship, she thought she'd be rich forever, so she thought she didn't have to work. And then she also is saying that the relationship was formative, means she was imprinted. She was imprinted. But here you go. Here you're gonna come save this one. Yep, she had it in the bank. She had it in the bank. She was like, "I'm banking on this. I'm gonna just get my feet up, and I'm good." The reality star has since moved on with San Francisco 49er running back Christian McCaffrey. All right, CMC picked up the remains. You know, every man's one man's trash is another man's treasure. And it looks like she's falling in good hands. CMC just got pulled up to the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so, you know, even then she's still unhappy, right? Oh, trauma. By the way, she's with Kristen. She's with CMC. She's with CMC. And guess who she's still thinking about? Guess who she's still talking about? He's playing football. And he's still not the first option. He, she's still like, yeah, but Nick Jonas. Yeah, but the one I let slip away. Oh, the one I let got traumatized. This is baggage. This is baggage. All right. Men don't sit around thinking about the one that we let get away. Very rarely. Very rarely. All right. It says right here, they they the, the pair dated in early 2019, made their relationship Instagram official that November. Jonas says, 
also moved on, marrying Priyanka Chopra, the older woman, in 2018. The couple welcomed their first child and a daughter. Uh, via surrogacy. Oh, no, not her, too. Damn, even Nick, even Nick Jonas got surrogate? <laughs> I hate to be this judgmental, but I'm just doing commentary. I'm not being hateful. I do. I have my bite. Even Nick Jonas had to do surrogacy with Deepak Chopra. This is terrible. Terrible, man. You guys can't win. We can't win. You can't win. Let's listen to this sister. You been on oh my mind. It's okay. Like to relax. Let me see here. She looked Puerto Rican. She sound Puerto Rican or sister. I can't tell what the hell's going on. Let's go ahead and hear her. Wait a minute. Play whoa, 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 whoa. Get the volume up. I hate when Instagram. Well, I guess I don't. Why is modern dating so hard? Because people don't are not willing to compromise. And also, I believe that people are not willing to acknowledge that they're damaged or they're not healing from any past traumas that they've been through. So who do you think is less likely to take accountability, men or women? I think sometimes women, I'm going to speak for us. Ladies, I love y'all. But I think sometimes we're so independent. We're so strong-willed. Like, we don't want to admit when we're wrong because there's not a lot of good men that are going to be able to accept us that we've been damaged. Okay, so we call this damaged goods in the times past um, emotionally damaged uh, baggage, bag ladies. All right, so this is what she's saying. And a lot of them have started in a certain age and they've experienced men and dating and they want romance and mythology of dating and why young men won't commit and the one they're chasing gets away, right? They have all of this stuff. Now, don't, you, gentlemen, let me, let me tell you the hypocrisy in this. If you break up one time and have one bad relationship or one bad marriage or you get a divorce and you run around with that baggage, what do they call you? I'll wait. I'll wait. Put, put it in the comment section. What do they call you when you go around, man, like, damn, I was traumatized. I had a bad relationship. She stuck me for my paper. What, what do they call you? What, 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 what do you get called? Yep, you guys are putting it in there. <laughs> go ahead and put it in there, bro. They be tearing your ass up. One relationship. One. One bad relationship. They be tearing your ass up, telling you got trauma. You need psych. You need psychoanalysis. You need counseling. You bitter. You're hurt. Who hurt you? What well, one? But when they get hurt, guess what? They go to the next one. Get hurt. Go to the next one. Get hurt, and then they show up on your doorstep. They show up in your store doorstep. Talk about. I'm in a bind, Nate. <laughs> and they do this over and over and over and over again. Sometimes it's forced upon them. Tough discussion to have. But here they go. They just, uh, it's it's crazy. And then now she's admitting, yeah, oh, yeah, we've been through some stuff. And then we expect them to accept it. Let's hear what else she has to say. In the past, you know what I'm saying? They're not willing to accept us for what we've been through. They always been through some shit. You ever meet a woman, she always been through some stuff? Let me put it up back on the screen. Oh, I'm not going to cry. It's not the time because you're not worth my tears. They be sitting around all the time. They always been through some shit. They always going through some shit. You've been through some shit one time. You're, you're wrong. They go through many, many shits and they be sitting around like this. I'm almost 26 years old and I live alone. I have no friends. 
never been to a party, cheated on in every serious relationship I've ever been in, and life is just really lonely. Just another holiday, I'm by myself. One thing I want to tell you guys, when you hear these things about bitter men, hurt men, what they're doing is projecting. This is them. They're the ones who are bitter and hurt. But what they want you to do is overlook it. Overlook it. We've been through some things. We've been through some stuff. I've been hurt by every man. I've been abused and beat up. He dragged me for 10 years. He sexually. Then you voice your opinion. Well, this one woman divorced great me to kingdom come. Ah, don't be bitter and hurt. <laughs> You're like, what, 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 what? You don't care? Let's continue. And also, ladies, I think we need to we need to let go of that hurt and pain. Let go of the hurt and pain because that's going to stop you from moving forward and progressing to someone who actually wants to love you and to be there for you. Don't be so strong all the time. It's okay, like, to relax and to accept something that you're not used to. Why is my She's spitting right there. She's spitting right there, and she definitely been hurt and traumatized based on all those tattoos all over her body. She got a lot of pain. This woman been through some shit. And the bigger the hoop, the bigger the hope, right? We already know these things. As a father, you tell your kids this. This is why women need fathers in their lives. Because you would tell your daughter, you walking out like a stank hoe. All right, you definitely walking out like a, you walking out like, like a stank hoe out here, bro. You got all these damn tattoos and hearings and hoops. Man, you, you are a walking advertisement of a street walking prostitute. I mean, this, these are the type of people that see street walking girls and be like, look at that woman. And you're like, you got the exact same clothes on. Like, what? Let's hear her again. Modern dating so hard. Because people don't are not willing to compromise. And also, I believe that people are not willing to acknowledge that they're damaged or they're not healing from any past traumas that they've been through. So who do you think is less likely to take accountability, men or women? I think sometimes women, I'm going to speak for us. Ladies, I love y'all. But I think sometimes we're so independent. We're so strong-willed. Like, we don't want to admit when we're wrong because there's not a lot of good men that are going to be able to accept us that we've been damaged in the past. You know what I'm saying? They're not willing to accept us for what we've been through. And also, ladies, I think we need to we need to let go of that hurt and pain. Let go of the hurt and pain because that's going to stop you from moving forward and progressing to someone who actually wants to love you. Pack light. Who? She's talking to the bitter and hurt women of America. That's what she did. And she's like, we got to take accountability. I got to speak on it. It's mostly women who are bitter and hurt. So, guys, when they project that bitter and hurt statement onto you for one past relationship, we speak on one time. We Most men been hurt one time. She said forward, forward. One man, most men been hurt one time. Like, we got the shaft one time or maybe two. We got the shaft in junior high school and high school. We got screwed over. Most of us got screwed over. I want to hear that bullshit. Yes, most of us got, we, we didn't have it. We just wasn't that dude. And then we got screwed when we fell in love and the woman got us. And we was like, we ain't letting that shit happen again. <laughs> we got got once. We were like, oh, this woman got me. God damn. Women get hurt 50, 11 times. And when they get hurt, they give that man everything. I gave you everything. What did you give him? What did you give him? What did you give those past men? Pack lot. What did the past men do to you? What and what did you give him? I, I'm going to tell you what he gave you. Gave him. I'm going to tell you. 
It's not going to sound pretty. You gave them access to all them holes. That's what you gave them. All right. And you're going to be messed up and you're going to talk about what well, all this stuff. Did. Look, look I, I'm going to give you an example. Then you messed up and then you run to the next guy. Then you run to the next guy. There's women out here that I call serial relationship. You know, they're serial date or serial relationships in which they will get into one relationship. It won't work and they'll hop right into another one and it will overlap. It'll be somebody that was in the orbit. This is why we call it a beta male orbit. There'll be somebody in the orbit. Somebody that was in the background. Somebody that was a friend. They'll go into the next relationship and it'll be layered. That won't work. And they'll get right back into another one. Or they'll force another guy to get into a relationship. Meaning she won't jump into a relationship, but she'll press the other guy. Hey, I got out of a bad relationship. And then the guy will be dragging his feet and she'll be pressing him. They can't stop. They always got to be into it. And guess what? It'll be years and years and person and persons that will traumatize her. She'll show up on your doorstep, call you bitter and hurt for one pastor. You can't judge all women on on, on that. I'm not going to do that. I don't need to sign a prenup. I won't do what your ex did to you. And at the same time, I was your lover and your secretary working every day of the week. Was at the job when no one else was there. Helping you get on your feet. 11 years of sacrifice. And you can leave me at the drop of a dime. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what they be doing, man. This is drama. This is past trauma. This is baggage. That's not even the physical baggage. That's not even the excess age or excess weight or another man's child, or past issues of STIs, abuse, therapy, uh, counseling, mental health drugs. This doesn't even account that. It's just bad relationship, choice after choice after choice. Well, I had bad choice in men, but now I know what I want. Back lie. Who? Who? Bag lady. You gonna hurt your back. Can all them bags Or I think it's dragging Dragging all them bags like that <laughs> Let's show you Alright I guess somebody never told you You gon' ain't too whole to It's true It's true It's true <laughs> One day All them bags Gon' get in your way One day Look at that. Oh, oh, she said not only that, alcoholism, party lifestyle, trips to Jamaica. Count, dude, there's so much bags, man. How many more bags did she say, man? She said, she said drug. How about early terminations of pregnancy? How about early terminations of pregnancy? How many did they have in their lives? And then when you show up, they got 50, 11 of them. Here we go right here. Yep, up, how to lie, what, sober now, get over him yesterday, instant beauty. Oh, what about self-esteem? Oh, my God, self-esteem. That's baggage, gentlemen. If a woman has low self-esteem, run. This is baggage. Again, this is Erica Badu. This is your, ladies, this is your girl telling you this shit. All right? Now, when we say it, we're bitter and hurt. Low self-esteem. This is a big one. This is a huge one. A lot of them have depression, anxiety, stress, low self-esteem. 
for years. Then they turn 54 and be like, I'm letting it all hang out. I finally figured out the woman I want to be. All right, right at 54, they start joining exhibitionist camps, orgies. <laughs> all right, orgies, they start having open relationships. All right, yeah, sing it. It's true, it's true, it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And by the way, if a woman has tattoos, they mean something, which is a, it means something from their past. It's a reflection of a point of life that they were in, and they're bringing that to you. Well, what does this tattoo mean? Well, this was when I had a, uh, and they'll give you an explanation. Like, what the hell I got to do with me? Take that shit off. Erase that. Well, it was, I had to remember the time. I had to remember the time when we fell in love. And I was in love with this man over here. And then I was his lover and his secretary over here, working every day of the week. And I was at the job when no one else was there helping him get on his feet. Okay, and this one over here is when my sister died. She deleted herself. And then this over here. And then my my ex, have I have my ex name tattooed right here, tramp stamp right here. He used to ski right there. We put a target in his name. He skied it right there. This is my baby. I lost custody of him over here. All right, he cussed. I lost custody. And then he died. Uh, I mean, he put stuck a fork in the electric socket. Like, <laughs> what you do, guys? Never mind. And this is the baby right here. I, I terminated the pregnancy on this baby right here, but I was gonna name him. I was gonna name him uh, Dontavius. His name was gonna be Dontavius the coldest, so I put him right here. Or his name was gonna be Bennett Hunter. Bennett Bennett Hunter. Biden Hunter. That's what his name is going to be. I, I I terminated that one. The, the dad I got skied in, he, he wasn't going to be a good daddy. So I put his name right. Mm. Pack lie. I'm telling you, man, what you need to avoid is people like this. These people are no good. And, and times past, we would have called them damaged goods. We would have called them times worn out. We would have called them can't turn that into a housewife. And then they end up like this. Here's a, this is the ultimate, this is the ultimate damaged baggage person. <laughs> so I said, not my girl coach. This is the ultimate dad. I want to see a picture of who this person is. All right. I got to see a picture of her. Her name is Megan, Megan James. Sounds like an RB singer. My ex was a great man, but a horrible boyfriend. <laughs> no, I get it. Look. I understand what she's saying there, but okay. That's how I knew I was different. This ninja, she called him a ninja. She called it a, the, the N-I-double-G-A. Um, any black woman that refers to her past man as a or her current man as a N-I-double-G-A, you a low life in my opinion. There's no coming back from that. You are in a class that is far beneath me that we ain't even, the, I don't care if our skin tones match. You're in a low class. Again, this is why class matters. You're a low class individual. Yeah, we look the same. We, You look like your daddy with a wig on and you look like me with a wig on. But <laughs> by the way, guys, this is another indicator here of why I say women aren't that attractive. All right. They just kind of glam themselves up. And this isn't a spite at women. I'm just saying we over we over pedestalize them always. Always look at your girlfriend or the woman you want to date with her daddy. Go ahead and look where, at her dad. You got to see them in the same spot. You got to see them in the same place. We're educating y'all today. Wherever the girl you want to date, go see her next to her daddy and go hang out. She's going to look like her daddy with a wig on. 
<laughs> she gonna look like like get a wig that looks like your girl and put it on on your dad on her daddy's bald head. Put put it on there. Put it on there. And gotta get my wait. Daddy. Hold up for a second. Get him, daddy. And you're gonna be like, you can't unsee it. You can't unsee it. You can't unsee it. You're gonna be like, oh shit. She looked just like her daddy. And she built just like her mama. Her body gonna look like her mama, but her face gonna look like her daddy with a wig on. You're gonna be like, <laughs> get him, daddy. If you do that, you're gonna ruin. You're gonna ruin your girlfriend or your wife. It, it's gonna ruin it. Cause you're gonna look into her eyes, and her eyes are gonna look exactly like her daddy. You're like, oh my lord, that ninja look like. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a and and black. See, a lot of times black women, you never um get to experience that because they don't know they daddy. Get him, daddy. So you'll never see them around their daddy. And you'll see them around their mother, and you'll be like, oh, I kind of see the resemblance. You're, you're not going to see she look exactly like her daddy. But when you see black women, go ahead and see that black woman next to her pappy. I'm pappy. It's going to look like she's going she gonna to have his eyes, his skin, his jawline. You'll be like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Oh, man, let me stop. Uh, anyway, let, let's put this tweet back up. She said, this ninja never told me no, so I still left. I still left. He never told me no. Bills were paid in advance. Oh, my good. Well, she says bills was. I know I'm not the best reader, but damn. Bills was paid in advance. God dang, bro. Flew me first class everywhere. Courtside seats to the season shopping every damn near wait every day damn near shopping every day and i still left she was like oh, i'm gonna ruin this i'm gonna ruin this yeah man she was like i'm not happy <laughs> now to her credit she's trying to say i need it more 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 it wasn't enough and some of the things that she's providing uh, she took it she was like, okay, all right, I'll take it. Course I seats, cool. All right, shopping, yeah. Every damn day. Uh-huh. Every damn near day. First class seats, okay, yeah. Bills paid. Okay, I had to have a bill. All right, all I did. But, but but she was like, she still said, I'm not happy. And I still left. Now she's probably gonna say she wanted more from that. Let me see if I can find out. This is baggage. So you're gonna come in. This is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna tell you, I dated a woman like this. She was the woman who red pilled me. Okay, people, it's not my ex-wife. All right. I, I dated a woman like this and she was somewhat, it was out of my league, not looks wise, but we were just in a different class and I wasn't prepared. And she was like, Oh, I go, I, you know, I remember we were like talking about going to Vegas once and um, I was still in the process of finishing my divorce and fighting out of that. And she was like, Oh yeah, let's go to Vegas. I was like, cool. And I was like, uh, yeah, uh, we're driving. Right. And she looked at me like, now, if you live in Southern California, driving to Vegas is like, it's a thing. Like driving to Vegas is what you do. You just get in your car, just hit the hit the highway, go right up the ninety to the one fifteen. You, you you there? It's a three and a half hour, uh, three and a half hour, four hour drive. Driving to Vegas is. Not, she was like, drive to Vegas. She was like, I go to Vegas on the plane. I was like, okay. I mean, Southwest want to get away. She was like, no, I go first class to Vegas. Now, I'm all for first class and business class, but to Vegas. Mm. 
If you ever flew from Southern California to Vegas, you can barely get through two songs and they're about to tell you all has to put your seat backs forward, your tray tables up and to turn off all your electronic devices. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, you get in there by the time you get settled, you get your peanuts, you get your damn water, you sit back, you put your tar- chair back like this. You put your tray table down, you put your water and peanuts up. They'd be like, you get your headphones in. Two songs, they're like, all right, preparing for landing. Go ahead and put your seat back forward. You're like, <laughs> all right. And I'm like, shit, I'm going to pay triple the price to do, to go to Vegas first class? Well, her that's what her expectations was because the previous man she dated was a millionaire. Then she's with my broke ass, right? So this is called baggage. <laughs> all right. Um, this is a baggage because the now the next man she dates, she's going to say, I want more than that from you, which is what the girl that at Red Pill Me did. She was like, that guy pays for stuff and takes me to Disneyland and pays first class and I get to sleep in a mansion and he pays my bill and he paid my college tuition. But I need the emotional. I need something that leads to something. I need a good boyfriend. Then she ended up with me. right? She ended up with me and I was giving her all of that. I was like, I'm in love. I love you. Every day I try to come and see you. I want to be the one to hear adore you. I was giving her all that. I was simping. Oh, baby, it's you. Baby, I'm yours. And then she was like, yeah. Oh, you mind? Cool. Um, How about these bills and go to Vegas? And I was like, we driving. We driving a Ford Explorer. To Vegas, that might conk out and the transmission might slip. <laughs> right? And we're going to be on the side of the highway in the summer and it's 115 degrees in Baker, California. She's like, eh. So then she realized that wasn't the answer either. So this woman is also <laughs> going to figure that out. I had the millionaire. That wasn't enough. So I'm going to go to the emotions because I need that. And she's going to get an emotional ninja, but he's going to be broke. He's not going to pay her bills. He's not going to put her on first class and give her courtside seats. She's going to miss that. When he gives her seats to the Laker game, she's going to be sitting up in the 400 bowl section. She's going to be sitting up all the way up there in the cheap seats. And she's going to look at him like. And she's going to say, well, I used to come to the games and I used to sit down courtside seats. And she's going to ruin his self-esteem and red pill him. In the process, she brought her baggage and her unrealistic expectations about life and put it on to the next ninja who took the baggage and she's going to ruin him. It's everything she wants is everything she sees. I guess she must have told you. (laughs) All right. Everything she wants is everything she sees. Unfortunately, this is how it works. Let's get to the contributions to today's show uh be careful out here gentlemen because pleasing women today who have been through so much and they go through i had that but that wasn't enough and i had that it wasn't enough i had that and they constantly looking they constantly searching and then by the time they get with you and they're comfortable see coach man you wrong out here coach you wrong i I found love look at this girl don't stop your love no no Mm -mm. And then she's like, she loves me. We've been together for six months. We're going to get married. We're going to be under the blessings of God. 
Now we're together a year, and she proved you wrong, CGA. CGA, I got the girl finally. Look at me. My name is Boyce Watkins, and I finally got her. Look. And I'm going to say, you didn't prove nothing. You proved nothing. You're still on the clock, sir. <laughs> what are you talking about? My story isn't talking about temporary success. Can you make it to year two, buddy? Okay, buddy. Can you make it to year five? Hey, bud. Can you make it to the seven-year itch? Can you make it when she no longer loves you? See, the crisis stage of love presents this. The things that she overlooked, once the emotions wear down, she's not going to overlook them, and then she's going to start criticizing you. Well, well, why exactly do you snore like that? Why do you wear tidy whities instead of boxer briefs? Why can't you last more than 20 minutes in bed? See, I put up with it, but, mm, or if it's bad on her side, why do you keep beating on me? Why do you keep lowering my self-esteem? Why do you keep, why do you keep telling me to cook and clean? Yeah. Then she starts break, and now that's year three, four, five, six, seven. And then I'm, I'm going to come back. Then I'm going to look at your name, and you're going to schedule a coaching call with me. Damn, coach, man, I thought I had the right one, but, uh. Yeah, why are you not 6'8"? I used to date dudes that were 6'5 and below, but I gave you a chance, but, you know. Your feet keep hitting the middle of my calf at night. When we cuddle, your feet hits the back of my kneecaps. It didn't bother me at first, but now I'm quite annoyed. And it bugs me. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. How come when you hug me, you can't wrap your arms around and then clench your knuckles together like this? <laughs> you can't even retch around my body. How come th that that's annoying? All the six when I hug you, I have to look down. I'm quite annoyed by this. When the rents do, you actually ask me for a little bit of money. Dude, the woman that red pill me, check this out. We went, we went to a comedy show. <laughs> we went to a comedy show. And again, at that point in life, I was not in good standing, right? We went to this comedy show. We was yucking it up, kicking it. And um, this was back in the days when everything wasn't just debit card, right? Everything was you know, like debit cards were kind of just, it wasn't the norm. Now you lemmings are use debit card for everything and get no benefits from it. But that's neither here nor there. But um, I remember I barely had enough on the card. So the bill comes. It wasn't expensive. I paid for the tickets. I bought, I had the bill. We had crazy, we had shitty food watching a comedy show. The bill comes and it's like $44. I literally got like 50 bucks on the damn card, right? Barely enough. I can't even cover the tip. <laughs> okay. I literally gave the card and I'm praying that they don't come back and reject it. Right. So, but I know it's kind of messed up. I, I'm a tipper. I like the tip, especially women, but um, I like the tip. So I, I think it's disgraceful when people don't tip. I mean, tip properly, tip properly. So if you gave me, if you gave me good service, I'm going to take. So the card comes back. They don't tap me on the shoulder. Hey, broke ninja card declines. Card comes back. It goes through. So I'm like, okay, cool. But I know I don't have enough to put the tip. They're going to decline it. So I tap her on the shoulder. Can you leave the tip? Can you leave? I tapped her. 
do you have cat back in the day? This is when people carried enough cash and enough card. So you should you should have enough cash, right? Can you leave the tip? This person, I should have known then. She brushed me off. She gave me the most disgusting look I ever seen. She was like, it was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was like, did, did she just brush me off? She was disgusted. I think she might even went in her bag and got a dollar and was like. So, guys, this and and let me tell you, I met her. I met her boyfriend. That was before me. Multimillionaire. Multimillionaire. I mean, I met him. He introduced he came up. We went. To, I was her plus one at her one of her friend's wedding. Um. She introduced me. He was there. The The wedding was on uh, the the after wedding was on a yacht. They damn near flew a helicopter onto the yacht. We was on a yacht dressed up in my monkey simp suit. She was there. She was like, hey, this is my ex-boyfriend that I told you about. He was an older man. This woman was 28 at the time. I was like 36 or 35. And he was like 55. <laughs> he looked like Jeff Bezos, like a Jeff Bezos. And I know all about him. He knew all about me. He was like, hey, man, good to meet you. She they had been talking about me. And essentially what he was was the sugar daddy, right? Damn daddy. So this is her previous relationship. Now I'm there. And she's like, tip? Tip? Did you ask me to leave a tip? <laughs> See, this is what happens. This is what this person is going to go through right here. She don't know it. This is called baggage. This is called baggage. My ex was a great man, but horrible boyfriend. I had this. I had bills paid. I had first class. I had courtside seats. The next person she's going to get with is going to be Pookie or a guy just believing he's lucky to have found a woman like her. I, I'm lucky to find you, Mrs. Megan James. And then he's going to say, well, damn, I can't cover this month's rent. Is that... She's going to say, what? Tip? I ain't leaving no freaking tip. What type of man are you to ask me to leave a tip? See, this is what happens, man. This is what we're dealing with. That's called baggage. Okay? Baggage. Straight baggage. They go through this, go through this, and then they land on your ass. When the time's ticking. And that's you. Shout out to Tom Likas. All right, Super Chats times. I got to catch up. <laughs> PayPal. Pay PayPal needs some love. PayPal love. Somebody says, where is she now? I have no idea. All right. She sent me to the red pill. That's where am I now? She probably looking me up like, God damn, bro. Like, <laughs> she probably looking at me up like, damn, that's what ended up with him. Holy shit. He bitter and hurt. <laughs> she probably like this nigga went over the edge, bro. And she's also like, damn, he got it. He he turned out. He turned out good. She knew though, in the back of her mind, she knew in the back of her and my in the back of her mind that I was all I, I always say, hit your wagon to a star. Hit your wagon to a star. Every woman that I've been with, of course, I've been through town. Uh, one or one downtime in my life, uh, economically, 
And um, I still had confidence, but I was bad in dating because I was down bad economically. But I always used to tell people, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be big. I'll be rich. I'll, I'll have everything. And um, she knew it. She knew. She was like, I better be around this dude because he's going to hit at some particular point. And she stuck around long enough. But for me, I was just so out of the I was just so out of my element and out of my class at the time that it just didn't work. All right. Um, somebody says Jim status says if elections are grigged, that's what we got to say that it's bad. But elections are grigged. If elections aren't grigged, it's still bad because the voters are immoral and dumb. All right. Conversation that I don't think can be had on the public airwaves, but. Somebody says she's chilling with her cats. So what, what, how old would she be now? Oh, she also said, just so you guys know, uh, in reference, I was the safe marital. I was the safe option. I was the safe option for her. Remember, she had dated, she had dated athletes. She had dated a millionaire and none of those guys were marrying her. She was never getting married by any of those guys. She realized it. And at 28, she said, and that's you. Now, when we were breaking up, I broke up with her. When we were breaking up, this is what she said to me. This is what she said to me. She said, listen, if I can't make this work, I won't get married ever in my life. I can kiss marriage and kids goodbye. That's what she said to me. Because she knew she was like, it's going to take me more time to find another guy like you. That is because I already had the I already had the social proof of making a commitment, getting married and having kids. Right. So typically women will pray after men that have been get out of those marriages because men want to want that again. Men end up wanting that again. It's better to get that type of guy for a woman than to get a guy who's never committed. Right. Who's never had kids. So she's like, he's already done it. He knows the process. I'll target him. So she went in on me and she said. Well, if I don't make this work, I'll never have kids. She knew she would have to find another guy, have the relationship work, and lead it down to marriage. I So I'm going to assume she hasn't married again or if she did or married at all. And if she did, she probably just went back to a rich guy. But she's probably not going to be happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> she's probably going to end up uh, unhappy. But if I did go down further with her, she would have prayed mantis me and divorced me too. So I knew it wouldn't have worked. Anyway. Shout out to Daylay. He says, big bro coach. He says, there is a rise of modern women practicing witchcraft. Yes, I did a stream on that. A lot of these things I did a stream on, but sometimes I got to revisit it. He says, promotion of witchcraft to teenage girls on TikTok. Instagram is at an all-time high. The good book warns against this. Men need to watch out for these girls for they suck you. Um, They suck you <laughs> of your financial gain. He says, Levit Leviticus 19 and 31 says, do not turn to mediums and or necromance. Do not seek them out or um, and uh, so make yourself unclean of them. I am the Lord that God. He says, here's a YouTube short of a modern woman teaching other women to do witchcraft to high value men. Buckle up. Remember, I did that stream about witchcraft and um, voodoo and that woman called. Remember that woman called in show and that woman called in and she was too knowledgeable and she was said she was 22. She was 22 and she had all the info. Remember, I was like, damn, I'm scared. That was a great show. We might have to revisit that. By the way, Gen Z women definitely do get exposed to this. And uh, in my experience, I used to carpool people around my daughter's age and her friends. And yeah, they'd be in the back talking about crystals and tarot cards and the power of this. I'd be listening to them in the back. They'd be in the backseat talking about that shit. And I'm like, damn. Already gone. 
and he sends me the link, but I can't pull it up on PayPal, but, and, and uh can't preview it, but yeah, but they don't, guys, they don't know it's witchcraft. They're just following something. They don't, they don't identify that as witchcraft. They don't know it. They're being taught it without the context, especially if, if you're not a religious family and you're not pushing religion on them and exposing them to these things. When they learn about it, they don't have a biblical uh, foundation to support it. They don't know. They just think they're collecting rocks. Somebody said they know. They know they're, they're, know they're this is when they say they're spiritual. I'm spiritual and I'm, I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual. I, I just have a, they on to a deeper, darker power. People think I don't believe in God. I believe in a spiritual power, right? But, but, but with that being said, a lot of people don't realize the power of, of the spiritual realm when you when you look to seek to bring in some of these spirits that you think are going to answer your questions. These spirits are not good and healthy to have in you. And ultimately, you're going to have a spiritual conflict with people who you're not equally yoked with. If you're not equally yoked with them, like if you two practice witchcraft, have at it. Y'all can, y'all can, y'all can. Y'all can voodoo dial each other when you're pissed off. But if a person is ignorant of your practice of the witchcraft or mystic magic or whatever you want to call it, you're ignorant and they're practicing it against you. Nope, it's no bueno. Because all of a sudden, she's going to be cooking you spaghetti. All of a sudden, she's going to be having a jar of piss in the corner. All of a sudden, it's going to be... <laughs> all right, uh, Mr. Newski says stats. Just in black people voted majority blue again. They really don't learn uh, from Biden. He says, never seen more gullible people in the history. It's sad. Leave the community, brothers. Yes, man. Yeah, I think 86% of people voted Democrat. And um, it's the highest of any racial group in America. But they, I, I think it's, but it's also represents the lowest for black men that they've ever had. But um, yeah, if you do what you always done, you get what you always got. Democratic fish fry, it is. Or <laughs> Democratic fish fry. I need to play that clip. I need to find that shit. Shout out to Tariq Nasheed. You know, you can listen to people and you don't have to all agree with everything. But the Democratic fish fry was in full effect. Y'all ninjas went down there and got catfish. Y'all ninjas went down there and got hush puppies. Or the Democratic fish fry. And then y'all voted for Stacey Abrams and then y'all lost. All right, I got to find the Democratic fish fry. Where is it at? Oh, boy. Twitter's a mess. This Democratic fish fry is 530. Okay, I can't find it. Damn. CGA. You big dummy. Yeah, man, you messed up. All right, am I still on PayPal? Yeah, I got two more. Then we'll move on. Winnie Wall just back, just tuning back in. He says, took a hot Puerto Rican gilf. With high heels out to lunch and drinks. Give me the buzzer. Oh, man. Blessings from New York City. Don't you hate when you do that? You be down bad. <laughs> Y'all bitches be down bad. Let me explain how it works, ladies. You're down bad. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the You're lonely. You find a guy on Tinder or on Instagram. He's like, oh, he's giving me attention. Wow. You down bad. You just want to take her to this crib and skeet. She's Way past her age, way past her prime. She might be overweight. She might be dumb. There, there could be a, dump, a number of reasons, but you just want to hit. And sometimes you don't have enough gumption to just say, just come over and get skeeted on, right? 
that's the second the second time you'll figure it out. All right, I already got the draws. She already knows she's lucky to have me, so I'll do that. But the first time you're like, all right, I'll take you out. Let's meet at Starbucks. Let's meet at this little bar over here, this hole in the wall on the opposite side of town. And then you take her out. Everybody looking at you like, you down bad, aren't you? I see your monkey ass. I see what you're doing. You take a gilf out. She walking around. Let me show you what she look like. We keep it real over here. We keep it real. And she talk about how sexy she is. Her breath smell like mothballs. All right. And you just want to skeet. <laughs> She's like, look at him. They be like this. Wait. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they'd be like, look at my African-American. He down bad. You take an old 55-year-old Puerto Rican out, and she looking like this here. Okay? And you'd be like, damn. When you saw her, she had all them She had all them filters on. She had all them filters on. But now you can see the old rust spot, spots. The, the You see her hands, her fingers. You look at her toes. Her toes all built. She got hammer toe. Her toes like this in them heels. She like, girl, look, I got some heels. I got some new heels. She showed you her feet, her toes like this with a bunion going like that here. <laughs> you like, damn, I cannot believe I'm out in full view in public with this gilf. <laughs> she got rust and liver spots all on her chest. She got scars, bullet wounds, stab wounds. And you like, man, I just, man, okay, just hurry up and eat. Just order some clam chowder. We got to get up out of here, girl. We got to get, we got to get up out of here. I just gonna have to get it real quick. So my teeth looking like bird claws. Her teeth looking like the swinging gate. Her teeth looked like the suburban gate. Her breath off. Oh, damn, I'ma just. <laughs> She's like, I made a song for you. I made a song. Okay, go, go in and sing it so we can get out of here. She like, all right. Yeah, man. Yeah, we we all been there. You know, every time this you just like uh, you know, you're just trying to you try to get one off so you can get comfortable with the good good looking girls you're with. You know, and that's what they serve. This is why we call them practice. But then she beating down your door. She want to come over and make you food. And when we going to see each other again, I don't think we going to see each other again. If we do, you just meet me at the crib. 1130. Come in, get out. That's what we do. <laughs> All right. But the first time you meet her, you got to go see her in public. Oh, damn. She's like, why don't we meet at the mall right in the middle of the damn mall? Damn. She show up like, damn, I hope she looked like her pictures. She show up. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, man, Lord. Jesus, I'm down bad. Yeah, you look sexy in your leopard print. Your leopard, you look sexy. Yes, your makeup is done. Oh, yeah, you still got it. You still got it. <laughs> oh, man, broad daylight, too. She like 530 in daylight saving time. 530. She like, let's meet on Saturday at noon in the middle of the mall. Oh, what what mall? You know, the ball on your side of town. Oh, not the mall at my house. Oh, not the mall by my house where all my homies going to be. Not that mall. Shit. 
<laughs> so she, she got a trap stamp. Yeah, man. We all been there, bro. We all been there. Men get down bad. Shout out to Winnie Wall. He was down bad. He says, not at the Lakewood. Not the Lakewood Mall. No. Girl. Oh, man. What about the mall way across town on the other side of the damn state line? You'd be like, what about the mall on the other? What about the outlet? What about the outlet shops all the way in uh, Barstow? Can we meet at the outlet shop in Barstow? Perhaps. That's close. I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in Barstow. You going to be in Barstow? How about we meet at the outlets? Mm. All right. J. Cool again here to say I could uh, afford to go. Wait, I could afford to go to three bills. Oh, J. Cool here again to say I could afford to go to three bills games a year by myself. If I pay for a girl as well, I would be lucky just to see one game in person. Free agent lifestyle. That's what we encourage men to do. Try not to stretch yourself thin, especially if you have a woman that you think is the best. Oh, she's the best. Don't stretch yourself thin because you're you can't afford her. You can't afford her. And eventually you're going to you're going to run out of money. You're going to run out of money. Shout out to did I get agent machines? I did. Kodak White. Robert Moreno says did didn't know. Oh, you, you doubled up there. Didn't know you were a conductor coach. He says, love all these great stories. Of all the trains you had. Shout out to you. Yeah, man. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not an innocent angel. I'm just letting y'all know. I'm definitely not an innocent angel. I've been out here in these streets, too. I just want to tell y'all. In these streets. All right. Uh, marriage causes divorce. TLA stream yesterday was one of the most red pill ever I've seen. He says he said women want money and sperm rather than a husband. Shout out to TLA. This is the, the state of the world. There are some women that do want husbands. I'm waiting for women between the age of 18 and 22 that say they want husbands. Anyone after that, it's irrelevant. In my opinion, you're getting leftovers. She wants a husband now. If she's over 30 and she said, I just want to get married one day, skedaddle. Get the hell out of there. Do not be the guy. Do not be that guy. All right, free agent lifestyle. No excuse, Rocky Cage says. Stories that I hear about whamming all the time, about freezing their eggs and or erasing pregnancies. I understand why a lot of fellas say don't mess with them over 30. Shout out to the coach gang. Much love. Wayne Figgity says even Jennifer Aniston had an article talking about her baggage related to trying IBF. Now she's posing without clothes. Yeah, it guys, it's the same ass story. We just covered that yesterday. It's the same story. They do the same damn thing and they didn't get nowhere. And then I'll be happy after now. Mashman says CGA abroad uh, wanted me to take her out to eat. I told her it's barbecue in the crib. Shout out to Kodak Black. Shout out to Kodak Black. It's barbecue in there. In there. It's barbecue in there. Uh, Mask man, shout out to Crypto Keeper. I enjoy your classism stream. It's appalling how many stupid, unprepared people run to go fund me because they didn't get their affairs in order. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It's very simple. When I see that, that's automatic low class. I get it. I mean, you just weren't prepared. And uh, to be prepared, it might take you 500 bucks a month. But a lot of people don't have 500 bucks a month of disposable income. We teach them the money mindset, disposable and discretionary income. Some of these things that we avoid, uh, forget about the life insurance. Forget about uh, paying for X, Y, and Z. Forget about the will. Forget about accounting. Forget about this and that. But they'll do clothes and toys and shoes and Jordans. And then they have a catastrophe. And then they're standing out at the road with a sign. Talk about they they niece got cancer and died. Well, 
or I mean, it's like, or your working class, and you act like, well, you know, these greedy Americans and greedy capitalism. One of your father, or one of your parents die, somebody dies, and you can't afford it. My point on that is, why weren't you going to get it? You you were telling me you are happy. Oh, I'm happy, and you don't need all that money, and you don't need to work hard. You don't need to chase this. And then they always the ones begging. GoFundMe. You're always the one begging. Like, how do you get to that point? How did you not realize that shit? How did you not get life insurance on all your family members? How did you not do it? Well, it was $150 extra a month. I couldn't afford it. But you said you were happy. You said money didn't matter. What, how did we get to this point with ignorant people? I know, listen, there's times where I could not, uh, could not have afforded it. But what I did was go, I need to be able to afford that. So I'm going to double down. I'm going to figure out. I'm going to change my mindset. I'm going to move away from these people. I'm going to get rid of friends. I'm going to tell family members to go kick rocks. And then I said, let me apply myself. <laughs> it's actually insane what people do. And that's why we call you mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragging, normie ham and eggers, right? This is what you do. In my opinion, and I tell this to men, but women, you can listen. However much money you have right now, you're going to need more. I, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. However much mo money you have now, you're going to need more. If you got $5, you need $25 right now. You might be able to get away with, with the five bucks, but tomorrow you're going to need another five. Trust me, you will. And um, not only that, we always, we always do this. I'm sorry to go into this. We're almost at the three-hour mark. Um, in the situation where you, you see things, wait, things come into life that you should be prepared for, but we don't prepare for them. Like our parents becoming old, our parents becoming disabled, or our parents not working. But your ass sitting there is like, we don't need that money and evil capitalism and so forth and so on. Well, one of your parents are not going to be able to work no more. Now, what are you going to do? You better have a freaking plan for that. And the best time to plan for that is when you're in your 30s. You should be seeing that coming right down the pike. You'll be like, oh, shit. My parents are now 55. They're slowing down. You need to have a plan for that. Don't wait until the damn moment. Oh, shit. Social Security and the government needed to help. You need to. No, you, it's too late. <laughs> Don't try. Same thing as you men. Do not smoke weed and smoke cigarettes and ride motorcycles. Get STDs, AIDS, STIs, herpes. And then when you're 38, 40, go, I better get some life insurance. So when we talk about dude smoking weed, y'all like, man, weed ain't that bad. Okay, go, go get some life insurance. I bet you you better have life insurance before you smoke your whole 20s out. When you're in your 20s, before you smoke your ass up under the damn bus, you better have life insurance. It's too late, fool. <laughs> you can't get life insurance now, jackass. You have been in a motorcycle accident. Can't get no life insurance. You see what I mean? It, it, this is what we do. But see, we only do this in crisis. Oh, man. But look, life is very predictable. You're born. You die. You're not avoiding either one. You could avoid the birth, but you didn't have no choice. You're going to die. And in between that, your family is going to go through stages. I should break this down as well. 
everybody goes through the same stages. When we're young, we go through the young and dumb stage. Then there's a stage of relationships and boyfriends and girlfriends, puppy love. Then there's a stage of education. And then there's the rite of passage into adulthood. Every culture has, has this down pat. And they give certain aging criteria as to this rite of passage, the puppy love, the stages you could go through. And then once they get to that point, you have the rite of passage into adulthood, which is either pregnancy or marriage. Okay. Then you give back to your community. When you go through these stages, almost everybody goes through them. You'll watch your Facebook and everybody will start getting boyfriends and girlfriends when you're in your teens. They'll start getting married. They'll start going to college. They'll start graduating. They'll start getting married. They'll start having kids. Everyone around you will seem to be doing it and you'll be like, damn. And then what happens? Then the next stage is divorce. Many people start breaking up by the time you're in your 30s and 40s. Wow, damn. Seems like everybody getting divorced. Then what happens? Then you start getting into advanced ages. Then your parents start getting unhealthy. Then they start dying. Then you stand, damn, everybody's parents are dying all of a sudden. And everybody's got parent funerals and parents are sick and elderly. Yes, that's a predictable. Then you start going through your health crisis and retirement and so forth. And then you start having kids and they start going through the same damn thing. This is called just stages of life. And it's very predictable. Based on people's chronological age, you can determine who's going to be what and where and what to do to prepare for all of these situations. If you have kids, they're probably going to want to go to college. They're probably going to become 18. They're probably going to get married at some particular point where somebody needs to pay for the wedding. Somebody going to die. A relative, your aunts, your grandmama, your daddy. Your, somebody's. It's very predictable. This is the cycle of life. But what you guys do, what most people do, idiots do, is they don't prepare for any points of these cycles of life. And they get surprised when it shows up. Huh? <laughs> you guys get surprised. What? Well, what do we need to do to prepare? This is all the cycle of life. So if you take your time instead of out here smoking and partying and drinking and fornicating, sit back. And go, okay, what's the cycle of life? And what am I going to be exposed to? Okay, I'm an only child. Okay, that's interesting. That means I'm going to be vulnerable. I got my mom here. I'm the only one. Or I'm the only son. I'm the only male child. I'm the only female child. I'm probably going to be taking care of my parents when they're older while the brother is going to be working. And it, it's, very, it's very cyclical. Nobody lives pretty much different from this. But everybody's surprised at the bullshit. You don't prepare for your kids to go to college. Oh, man, I didn't save anything. You had 18 freaking years. I didn't save nothing. I didn't do nothing. You died. No life insurance. No will. I didn't realize I was going to die. I didn't leave no will. Mm. Or here's another one. Let's say you're genetically... Your family tend to live long. I tend to have a family who my I knew my great grandmother very well. I knew her. I think I was um my great grandmother has a picture with my daughter when she was a baby. That's how young our family is. But they also tend to live 90s, 98, 99. Not many of my family has died from disease. Only I think my grandfather did, but that was alcoholism. He died young. He had a rough life. But everybody else, 90, 91, 90, 99, 
with that being said, I must prepare for that. Shit, my, my family tends to live long. I need to prepare for that. Okay, what about if your parents are dead and you're 22? They tend to die of heart attacks and stroke and high cholesterol. You think you need to prepare for that? Yes, I probably need to get rid of the alcohol and the pork rinds and the beef jerky, sunflower seeds and Mountain Dew. Do you see what I'm saying? That's called cycle of life. That's just preparing. Okay, my mother and daddy both died and they were overweight. I better figure this out. I'm 25 and I just saw that. It's tragic. So I better... No, you keep eating pork rinds <laughs> and you don't prepare. So if you're a guy that says uh, my family lives to 100, they tend to live to 100 and you want to retire at 70, you need 30 years of income or you need your kids to be willing to take care of you. And you also need to be able to pay for when you're 70, your mother or father, when they live to 103. Do you see what I'm talking about? This is called preparing. All right, anyway. And if you have a daughter, she's going to get married. And she could get married. Or she could have a baby. Or she could have a baby out of wedlock. Are you? If you're a dad, you better have that ready. You better be ready for that moment. Oh, I finally met the man. Oh, dad, looks like you're paying for the wedding. Holy shit. All right. Jack Vendetta, this is why I agree with the main arranged marriages. Women must accumulate little. Wait a minute. Jack Vendetta says, this is why I agree with arranged marriages. Women would accumulate little, if any, relationship baggage. Shout out to my favorite African-American over here. Yes, they would. This is true. All right. El Chingon says, this dream made me want to be permanently a monk. <laughs> All right. JC says, MF is, uh, is going to get a girl, self-delete, then be up in heaven talking about, see, I told you <laughs> I could do it, coach. You was wrong. Give him the buzzer. <laughs> And by the way, it's difficult to prove me wrong. All right. All right. There's exceptions to the rule, but you can't prove me wrong. And Wayne Figgity says, even Jennifer. Oh, I got that one already. JC says, facts. My daughter looks identical to me with the wig on. She's quite handsome. <laughs> but a friend of mine said, I look like a light-skinned CGA winning. I don't know if that's a win. That's an L. You don't want to look like me. He says, uh, the one that walked away. He says, and now have a two-year-old call me today asking if she could live with me for two weeks. Until her apartment is ready. Oh, hell no. Never fall for that. I don't care if they're a family member. Hey, man, let me just lay my head on your couch for two weeks. Nope. It's an automatic no. Wow. So she got away from you. She walked away from you. She got knocked up. Now she want to lay. Dude, two weeks means two years. By the way, legally, if she's in that place and she received mail or you gave her a key, she is now a resident after 30 days. She's now a resident, and you must evict her in order to get her out. She has rights to your place. So don't do that. Kick their ass out. I mean, I wouldn't even invite them in, but if they go past 30 days, she's a resident. And you can't just put her out on the street. You can't just be like, I'm going to lock the doors and lock you out. You can't. <laughs> okay? This is why you don't let people move in and lay their head on your pillow. Ah, I'll just sleep on the couch. I won't take up much space. I'll be out in two weeks. Nope. Because legally, they have property rights. Even if it's a lease you, and, and you didn't sublease them, you just said, hey, they just stayed for 31 days. You now need to initiate eviction. He said, not even a toothbrush. And if they say, I right, mean, give me your address in the mailbox key. I'm going to just have this. They sending me my last paycheck. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, don't do it. Don't even let them talk to your neighbors. 
because they going to be out and all on the parking lot, the parking structure. Hey, man, I was talking to your neighbors. Don't talk to my neighbors. All right, shout out to the dictator. No money for college, but everyone from one through seven would spend $2,000 on Man Man and Talisha's birthday party. Yep. Or they buy their kids a car, and but they didn't got no college fund or no fund to get them through. Um, let's say if your kids don't want to go to college, give your kid $10,000 and give them a, a, a small business loan. Give them a small business loan. All right, I, I save for college, but you don't want to go to college. All right, do you have any ideas? Maybe you can start a business. I can invest in something. I got $10,000. This is a small loan to get you started. That right there is a kickstart that most people don't have. But, um, you know, you guys aren't prepared for this shit. Because we're in a time now that kids aren't going to stop going to college. So what do you do then? One of the, you know, one of the things in our society is that college has become a scam. I agree. It's become a scam if you don't pay for it up front and you don't go to STEM. But what's going to happen in our world is it's not going to be good to have kids or young adults between the ages of 18 and 22 just floating out there. It's not going to be good because they're not going to have any sense of urgency. They're going to cause all kinds of problems. Crime rate going to go up. So college at least was a place to put young people to keep them away from you. Yeah, send your ass to Waco, Texas. Go. Until they matured. Send them out in the middle of nowhere in, in State College, Pennsylvania, where they can't tear up nothing. They can just tear themselves up. <laughs> All right. Send their ass way away. That's what the purpose of college was. It was a way to uh, chattel or, or, or catalyze young people. Keep them over here. Keep them away from us. Keep them out of the neighborhood while the youth are around. Because otherwise, now you got 22-year-old men running around the neighborhood hanging out at the high school. Yeah, it's just a babysitter. That's all it is. It's a babysitting. It's a major league babysitting program for young people. And they can just push them all in that same corner. Stay over there and stay in that pen. Because <laughs> otherwise, if you got all of them out here, if 50% of them don't go to college no more, they're going to run around the neighborhood sitting up all in your house. All right, no, no, no. We need college to be legitimized, but it's no longer legit. All right, so um, Val... Val says, yeah, and the military was that as well. The military also served as that as well, right? These kids ain't going nowhere. They ain't doing nothing, but we don't need them in this neighborhood. Send them to the military. Uh, It's basically bordering school for young adults. Uh, Shout out to Val says, the important question I have or I ask men to ask themselves is this. If she can delete an innocent baby, what do you think she can do for you? What do you think she could do to you? If she could delete it, that's a great question. That's a gateway to more heartless women you've come across. I Man, that's hard to think about, man. I've never thought about that question, but that is a woof. And we're going to talk about tough questions to ask women um, today. I'm going to see if I got any more. That's a tough question. Damn. I think you, wow, 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 wow. Yes. But then, but that, but again, they're going to say we're demonizing them women. Listen, you do what you want. What I'm going to say is it's not demonizing you, but you have to ask them a question. That's, that's a quite a bit of baggage. That's quite a bit of baggage to meet for me to accept. Okay. Macaroni Tony, I know this was from a long time ago. If you notice this in the video, every woman is wearing one color from head to toe. 
This is based off the play for color girls who have considered deleting themselves. When the rainbow is enough, the colors represent the unique struggles and straggles. What picture was that? Oh, that was the Erica Badu. Well, sorry, man. Yeah, I got lost. There was the Erica Badu. So he was referring to that. It's based off the play for color girls who have considered deleting themselves when the rainbow is enough. Interesting, man, 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 man. Some of you guys are deep as hell. All right, Dylan, Megan is the same girl you use in the intro. Mm. Which one? All right, a half space will travel coach. Let me finish my push-ups in peace. All right, he's trying to not get push-ups and laugh at the same time. Mr. Bobo says, I was listening to an EPMD song and it says, I'm sure you're saying he called the girl a skeezer. Quite common for our generation. I apologize. My cash app glipped on me. Long story short, EPMD, EPMD used the word skeezer. Yeah, that was popular in the 80s, late 80s. All right. Shout out to Loud Pockets. He says, hey, yo, coachy, keep on coaching. That's what we're doing here. We'll end off on PayPal, brothers. All right. Thanks for enjoying the show. Oh, I got to do a PayPal puzzle? You son of a. Why I tell you. All right. Why I tell you. Let's give him this. You big dummy. All right. Hold on for a second. I'll get it. That was want me to log in and crazy. Hey, how's uh, Tom Brady's uh, crypto going today? FTX? Went crazy. Come on, man. Let me log in. Oh, my Lord. Traffic light. Finally. Finally, the rocket. All right. Sorry, man. Sorry. We got uh, we only got one more. All right. That's what I thought. This is from our boy, our brother. His name is Moose. Oh, I can't pronounce that, brother. He said his name is Mazukaluki from South Africa. Mazuzu Keely. Mazuzu Keely. Mzuzu. Shout out to Umzuzu Keeley in the building. That's a tough one. He says, brother, you are a lifesaver. Feeling you all the way. Don't feel me all the way. He says, loving you all the way from South Africa. Shout out to Umzuzu Keeley in the building. Appreciate y'all. And the Reform Ray Ray, shout out to you, man. Thank you for all the contributions. We'll be back to, uh, tonight. Great stream tonight. And tomorrow, I think we're going to do, we're definitely going to do morning, and I normally don't do evening, but it's Veterans Day. So we're probably going to do a Veterans Day hour stream call-in, all right, for our, mostly for our people who served in the military to educate us. We had a great educational stream last year, so we're probably going to do that this year. Shout out to the Coach Gang. Enjoy your gremlins out here, man. I know y'all down bad brothers going to do what y'all need to do, and enjoy all of your master splinters, man. And enjoy the women on Tinder and all of that stuff, man. Appreciate y'all. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women 
love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you.